Now, we got to be together to win this dadgum game. Now, let's go over some things. Listen to me. Defense. If they don't score, we win. Now, we do want to win, right? If they, okay, now, all right, hold it. If they don't score, we got it. Now, listen, they're tired. You are too, but they're twice as tired. We need to take the kickoff and drive it for a touchdown. I think we got them if you'll keep hitting. Now, offense, let's get that kick out of there. They'll be, might be kicking with the wind. I, if I had a tailbacks, if you'd be fierce, we'd go run up and down the field. If you were a fierce thing, you could run up and down the field. We're opening holes up there. Get it out and go to the goal line with a dead gum ball. I don't need him a fancy Danny. Oh, one of you, one of you tailbacks ought to tear it up. If you'll protect our passer offensive line, hell, everybody's getting wide open. That Cadillac was wide open, and you let them get to our passer. Protect them. Make the running. The offense, we need to make the running game go. Backs, don't fumble. A fumble will kill us. No fumbles. A great kicking game. A great kicking game. That's the key. Now, men, listen to me. Y'all have worked hard, and you are, you are better than Nebraska. You are better than Nebraska. Now, listen to what I say. Are we going to let them beat us? Let's get out there and get on. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was hey, on crack. Come on, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. New sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Desk. I am your man one more time, Desiree L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists, back to give you another episode. And remember, folks, as always, that I am here to give it to you raw and uncut. And it's your man, Black. We are back in the building for another episode. One of your favorite sportsologists in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Black. You know, so we're just going to get right into it. Uh, we had the show set up one way. Um, show was prepared, show was done. Um, me and Black just had to communicate like we always do and come in here and do our thing. But uh, some heavy hearted breaking news came upon us today um, with the late, great, legendary Bobby Bowden passing away today at the age of 91. 
Um, we learned of Bobby Bowden uh, dealing with a serious life-threatening issue just over a month ago. And um, boy, it just seemed like yesterday they told us that. And then this morning the news broke out uh, that the great Bobby Bowden has indeed uh, passed away. So we're going to open up the show talking a lot about Bobby Bowden, a lot about his influence and what he's seen. I mean, me and Black are respectively 37, 38 years old. And, you know, we're big Florida State fans. And Bobby Bowden played a huge part in us believing in Florida State University. We'll talk about all the achievements, everything that Bobby done. But first and foremost, man, Black, let's just go ahead and get into just, you know, just the feeling, you know, how you feeling today, learning, you know, saying that the, the, the founding father, the bloodline, the, 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 the oxygen of Florida State University has indeed passed away today. Um, this hurt today, man, to, to hear that news at uh, around 8, 8.30 this morning that Bobby Bowden had passed away at age 91, man, it just, it. And I kind of really heavy hearted this morning, man, and still sitting here really thinking about it while we while we recording, man. It's just can't believe he gone gone. From, you know, Bobby's been meant so much to me. You know, he's the reason why I start loving Florida State and everything about Florida State. You know, just just the man that he is, just the just the just his just him as the man. You know, not even the football coach, man. Just a genuine guy and. You know everything he's done for for kids that's come through his program, and you see the outpouring of love and support, man, from all from all the kids that he has touched over, you know, over his life and over their lives, man. And it's it's just amazing to see. And then us being able to grow up and see Bobby Bowden as young kids and uh, Florida State Seminoles, man, the energy and the, the grit. And you heard it at the beginning of the show, man. Just them iconic speeches that we got from Bobby Bowden, man. It 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 just it just lit a fire up under you, and I know it lit a fire up under his kids, man. But D, it's it's really tough today for me, man, because you know I was Bobby Bowden, Bobby Bowden, Florida State through and through, and you know be able to say that he's not here today is really tough today, D. Yeah, uh, same here. Grew up major Florida State fan, and a part of that was just the mystique of Bobby Bowden. Uh, but for me today, you know, of course it's it's, it's you know sad, it's heavy hearted. But I'm, I'm here to celebrate today. I'm here to celebrate the life of Bobby. Bobby lived a full life, a long life, life that 91 years old, you don't even hear that these days. Yeah. So Bobby was here for a long time and left a mighty impact on so many so many people around him, uh, Florida State University, his family, all of the countless, countless players that came through Florida State. Um, you know, so me, I'm in a celebratory mood. Uh, you know, that's my energy today because Coach Bowen, we know he's a legend. We know his legacy is, is platinum, triple platinum. You know what I'm saying? His his mystique is next to none. I mean, me and Black was talking earlier, I, earlier and I can only think of one coach who rivals that mystique uh, of Bobby Bowen. So we're here to celebrate Coach Bowen today. You know, we're here to celebrate him and talk about a lot of things Coach, uh, Coach Bowden uh, today. But obviously, you know, first and foremost, rest in peace to the legend. Positive energy, positive vibes uh, to his family, his friends, his fans, everybody who he impacted, who he touched. Um, Coach Bound will truly be missed, no doubt about it. But his impact will live longer than his life. And that's a lot that you can say about a man. When you lead this world like we all will one day, if your impact that you made on so many others and everything that you touch, if it can live longer 
than the time you actually spend on earth, job well done. And I think Coach Bowden will indeed accomplish that. His name will ring for many, many, many years, many, many decades to come. So one more time, rest in peace to Coach Bowden and positive energy to his family, his friends, all of the fans all around the world. All right, man, let's get into the career. Let's get into the career of Coach Bowden, man. Just to start off with a couple of things. Uh, Florida State University was a nothing, man. It was a nothing. It was dirt in the ground. Tallahassee, Florida. What? You know, Tallahassee, Florida. Where's that? What's that? You know, and Coach Bowden arrived at Florida State uh, in 1976. Previously, he was there in 1963 through 1965 as a wide receiver. And then he indeed became the head coach of Florida State University at 19 in 1976 all the way through 2009. You don't even hear of stints like that. Uh, and you probably won't ever. I mean, the closest thing you might get to it is Coach Saban. I mean, if he decides to stay at Alabama, you know, until his coaching days are done, which it looks like he <laughs> very, well, very well will and should. But back to Coach Bowden, um, Florida State was nothing. Didn't really get any respect. Coach Bowden was not a name. But Coach Bowden went to Florida State and he built it. He built it from the ground up. He built it with his passion. He built it with his smarts. And he built it with belief. And knowing that one day, Florida State University will be a mega power. And when you talk about Florida State today, just the name, the brand of Florida State University, it's one of the top brands in all of college football. All of college football, no matter if Florida State is on a high or no matter if Florida State is on the low. When you hear the name Florida State, conversations get to going. And that's because of Coach Bowen. That is because of Coach Bowen. Um, Black, let's just get into it, man. Overall record for Coach Bowden, 377 wins, 129 losses. Coach Bowden was coaching this long where they were doing ties in college football. <laughs> they don't do ties anymore. He had four yeah. ties, 21 and 10 in bowl games, two national championships, played in six or seven national championship games, 12 ACC championships, incredible run from 1992 to through 2000, winning the ACC, then going on to 2002 and 2003 and 2005, winning the Nat, winning the ACC, and then two Atlantic Division um, uh, championships. That's when the ACC was split down the middle and divisions was created. Coach Bowen won the very first ACC uh, Atlantic Division championship, and then he won it again in 2008. Uh, former Coach of the Year, Walter Kemp Coach of the Year, uh, uh, he he had so many accomplishments. So, Black, you know, let's just talk about the career of Coach Bowden. What he did for Florida State, by the time me and you realized what a Florida State was, just talk about that, man, and just your your entire, you know, memory of just Coach Bowden being at Florida State. Uh, man, it's just, it's, 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 it's incredible, his career over the time at Florida State. And I could just remember, man, uh, being a kid sitting sitting with my sitting with my dad and watching watching Florida State football. And this is when Florida State football they, they used to seem like they used to always wear the gold bottoms and the white tops. And Coach Bowden have Coach Bowden would have on that white jacket with the gold on it. I don't know if you remember that D sure. running the sidelines and you know just 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 Coach Bowden, you know, make up in the energy, like D said, the energy that he brought into that program, the life that he put into it, man. Florida State, like D said, it was nothing. And for him to take this program and put them in, at the at the forefront at the forefront of college football and make them one of the blue bloods of college football, it it, it was amazing, man. To to see all the the ups and downs, the highs, the lows. I'm talking about 
Ride right, ride left. Just, di- just different things. Winning national championships, dominant teams. The rivalry with the Florida Gators was, you know, second to none. Man, in the nineties when Coach Bowden was there, you just got everything, blood, sweat, and tears pulled into that rivalry. It's, it's, it's not the same anymore. But in the nineties and the early, the late eighties, early nineties, man, it was, it was great to say that you were a part and was able to be a part and be able to watch. Florida, you know, Florida State versus Florida. Because Bobby Bowden, and they did such a good job getting those kids ready for games like that, man. And then just his uh his impact on and off on and off the field. It's it's just amazing, D man, to to have a career like his, two time national championship. Um, I mean countless, countless wins, man. I mean, how can you not call this man one the greatest coach the greatest coach of all time? Because everything he's done and on the football field, man, it's uh, second to none, like I said. But, you know, shout out to Coach Bowden. Rest in peace, man. It's it's just amazing. D. Like you said, it's a celebration. I'm kind of struggling, but I know we celebrating him because he lived a full life, like you said. Full life. And, man, it's just, you know, sitting back here thinking about the times when we were kids, man. We would get up early, watch college game day, and get ready to watch some football. Either I was going to D house or he was coming to mine. Florida State was always <clears throat> the number one thing to watch for us, man, on Saturday morning. So, I'm ex- I'm I'm excited, D, that we are being we are sitting here, you know, showing some love and giving Coach Bowden his roses today. Yeah, man. Uh, first thing that comes to mind with Coach Bowden, man, and you'll see it on the cover of the sports desk uh, that we put out. Cold weather games where Florida State were playing cold weather atmospheres, whether it was cold in Tallahassee when we were in the cold in North Carolina, or we were somewhere in the cold night games. Coach Bowden creased up khaki pants. <laughs> Crease was crease was crease a crease that I never seen before, Black. You touch the crease on Coach Bowen, your finger might get cut open on those khakis. All white Nikes, my boy, with a oh, look what? with a little Garnet check on the side. A, the ABC should do a great job and going from the shoes up to the top of Coach Bowen. When he was in the middle of the field, Coach Bowen would have his first ever ACC championship ring on his finger, and he would always play with it. He would always play with his ring. And then you would go up top, and they lace my man's with a nice uh, Letterman Florida State jacket. <laughs> Garnet, gold, white. You got the throwback Nike sign right there on the top uh, right shoulder of Coach Bowen. My man had the turtleneck underneath and all white ball cap with FSU on the top, man. That's what I remember, the mystique, the, the, the aura of Coach Bowden. And you always felt good being a Florida State fan knowing that, man, that's our leader, man. He, gonna, he got our guys right. We're going to go to work, man. And Florida State won a lot of football games under Coach Bowden. They did. Won way more than they lost. Mm-hmm. We were so spoiled by Coach Bowden for decades. And even in Bobby's uh last, you know, last few years when Florida State, when we weren't even used to going eight and four. You know, we weren't going used to going nine and three. We used to going 11 and one, 10 and two, mm-hmm. playing for a title. You know, that's what we used to. So even in the end, when Coach Brown was still winning eight, nine games, you know what I'm saying, with the talent, he stayed true, man. He led these kids. Things that come to mind, prime. <laughs> prime time, Deion Sanders, Derrick Brooks, James Winston, Charlie Ward, Chris Winky, Terrell Buckley, Terrell Buckley <laughs> countless and countless, Darnell Dockett, I mean, so many Players, so many, so many high quality Hall of Fame players to this day. Mm-hmm. 
came from under Coach Bowen. And it was so nice to hear all the support and love for Coach Bowen for all of his <laughs> hundreds, thousands of players that he got to come to Florida State. And a lot of those guys said one thing that I, you know, that I appreciate. You know, y'all get caught up in the X's and O's and the wins and losses. Of course, it's sports. It's football. But I always appreciate those kids who speak on that personal level, that father-like figure, somebody who cared or gave a damn about me outside of what I can do for them on the football field. All of those guys paid tribute to Coach Bowden in that way. A good man. Mm-hmm. Always sought after them. Always cared for them, instilled with them, challenged them. You know, I can imagine there's a bunch of coaches out here in the world that don't offer that. They want you to come play because they know what you can do. I don't really care what else you got going on. Y'all check on here he and there and see how you're doing. But you just see the overload of love that Coach Bowden received from these players. The best player in Florida State history all the way to the guy who never saw the field mm-hmm. said the same thing about Coach Bowden. I mean, the memories are endless, man. We could literally sit here for four hours <laughs> and talk about it, man. The memories yeah. are endless. But Black, um, you know, of course, you know, as we talk about Coach Bowden right now, just just what are some of your favorite moments from Coach Bowden? Just, just that you can remember, uh, um, you know, from Florida State fan. Because, you know, it's, it's been so many. Just what are some of the things that just pop out in your head right away about Coach Bowden? Well, the very first thing, D, and, and I'm so happy I was able to be in the building and be in a position to see this man up close. His very last game in Altel Stadium. When he got lifted after we came back and won, man. I mean, it was a. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was so dreary and cold outside, rainy. rainy. Yeah. And then it, and Florida State was struggling so bad. Yeah. And it seemed like once the sun came up, Florida State just clicked it clicked it on, man. Yep. There's no way we can let Bobby Bowden lose his last game on the football field. Yep. And then they come back, man. They rally and beat and win that football game, and to see the joy from the kids, man. Lifting Coach Bowden up, yeah. and it's just to see a Florida State alum and players around him, man. It's just one memory that I was that I enjoyed being a part of, being able to be there and see that up close and personal. And that's that's one thing that will always stand out. Indeed, just man, just all the great rivalry games with Florida, man. Like Coach Bowden. You, <laughs> He got his guys ready for that football game. It no, it's, it it didn't matter what Florida State did the rest of the year. You knew that Bobby Bowden was going to have them ready to play the Florida Gators. That's another reason that made me just fall in love with Coach Bowden, man. Because Coach Bowden didn't care about you know the, the 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 silly fights in the middle of the field. He said that's football, that's rivalry, that's toughness. Mm-hmm. All that embodies what Bobby Bowden is, man. For what he is and what he is for Florida State, and man, just you know, countless and countless of you know heartaches that we got, man, from the missed field goals. Like I said, man, those things brought us to our knees as kids. D, yeah, you know, I didn't broke a TV or two, my boy. You know, <laughs> over missed field goals, but man, it's just it's just a whole lot of amazing memories, man, that we got from Coach Bowden, man, him setting the record for for you know for most wins and 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 everything. It was. It's just amazing to be a part of that history and be a fan of, of Florida State football and, and Coach Bowden. Yeah, for me, um, the one thing, and I'm going to put this on a T-shirt uh, as well, 
the picture in 1999 when we went undefeated. And it had been, it seemed like forever since we won a national championship. We've been so spoiled, you know, by Coach Bowden. And they standing on the podium, him and Peter Ward, and they hand him that BCS national championship trophy. And Coach Bowden grabs it on both sides, and he just kind of shakes it in front. And you never seen Coach Bowden show emotion like that. Yeah. It was all about the kids. But I got a feeling in Coach Bowden's head, he was cussing up a storm. Say, you're right. I'm here. Shut up. Florida State University. He hands that thing off to Peter Ward. And him and Peter Ward look at each other. That's just a moment I'll get. Because I, my mom let me stay up extra late to watch the national championship game. Because, you know, those games start at 9 o'clock. So we're in high school. And my mom let me stay up. And I watched the whole game as we decimated Virginia Tech and Michael Vick in the Sugar Bowl. And I just remember that. I just re- remember, you know, Bobby getting that BCS trophy. And, and just looking at it for a second, you know, feeling relieved and, and, and overjoyed to be back on top of the mountaintop. And like you said, Coach Bowen, Coach Spurrier, just the press conferences between the two. <laughs> they always had respect for one another, no doubt. But they always was chippy, Florida, Florida State, and rightfully so. Biggest rivalry in the South. Mm-hmm. Biggest rivalry in the South and one of the greatest rivalry in college football history. But down here in the South... It's Florida, Florida State. I know you got Florida State and Miami, and we're not sugarcoating that. That's a different type of rivalry. But Florida and Florida State doing the prime of Coach Bowden and the prime of Coach Sparrier, the winner of that game was going to the national championship. Yes, they were. That's why I was different Mm -hmm. in our primes of watching college football. So you always remember the visor and the white cap. You know what I'm saying? You just remember it, man, and it was great to see it. Then you also remember, man, a heartache moment. When we went to Miami against the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest college football team of all time, mm. all time that 2000, I think Miami Hurricane team, mm. number one in the country, loaded, <laughs> loaded all across the board. Sean Taylor, Ed Reed, Kenny Dorsey, I mean, Willis McGahee, the list goes on and on and on. Jeremy Shockey, I mean, just loaded. And we came in there with Chris Ricks, my boy. Mm. <laughs> Miami, 12 o'clock yeah. kickoff. They didn't even respect the game enough to put it at 3.30, they my did. boy. They did. And we grind, and we grind, and Chris Ricks played the game of his life. Mm-hmm. And we got that thing down to the 38-yard line. I believe it was a 40-something-yard field goal. And they had the camera on Coach Bowen on one screen. And then the kicker, I forget who it was. The kicker goes to kick it, and it looked like it was good. It, and that the thing man. towards the end, and you seeing Coach Bowen running down the sideline against the number one Canes at the time, and it just sailed off right again. <laughs> How many times can you go wide right? How many times? And I just man? remember that image of Florida State being so close to adding another feather in Coach Bowen's legacy by going down there and potentially derailing college football. And knocking off the loaded greatest team of all time, the number one ranked 2000 Miami Hurricanes. Oh man, yeah. it's amazing. Bro. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, I just, I just, it's just so many. Yeah, it's so many, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing, man. Like, it, it, and, and not only that, dude, you got to think about, man, him, him as a father, yes. the impact he had on his sons, man, for them to be, you know, for, for them to go into coaching and want to yep. be great coaches, Tommy Bowden. Terry. Uh, Terry Bowden, you know, at Clemson, at Auburn, mm-hmm. you know, just just great football coaching. And they 
they had the same mystique and makeup as their father as well. You know, from being seeing him on a daily basis and how he ran a program at Florida State, man. And <laughs> it's just it's it's we celebrating, bro. But he uh, he gonna be missed, man. He of gonna course, be missed. Of course, and of course, of course. It's just it like D said. We could be sitting here. We'll sit here for a whole show, even more time than a whole show, man. Sitting here talking about Coach Bowden and all the great things that you know. He's done for uh, not only Florida State football and college football, but in the world, he's impacted so many people in the world outside of football. And, man, just to be, you know, a fan of Florida State football, it's, it's just an amazing time right now to yep. celebrate Coach Bowden, man. I'm, I'm with it. Make sure I get that shirt with you, my boy. I need oh, that yeah, as no well. Doubt, I need no that doubt, too. No yeah, doubt. so that's, a, that's another amazing moment. And then the thing that really gets me, the young kids now in college football, that's at Florida State. They know the legacy of this man, like the legacy that he has. And Coach Bowden always took his head in to see how his, how the kids were doing and see how the coaches was doing, even even when he was gone. He always made sure that Florida State was number one and made sure everything was going okay there, if, even after coaching. Then that that means something to the kids of this generation, mm -hmm. and that's why you see a lot of outpouring from the young kids today. You know about Coach Bowden, so how much of an impact they had, and he's not even in the building every single day, mm -hmm. just to be just to be that coach, like you said, they just check up on them, see how they doing, mm -hmm. as 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 young men. So that's what's that's what's really really important. Yeah, uh, last thing, you know, we're gonna get uh, Papa Gary on the line. Y'all haven't heard of Papa Gary in a minute, but Papa Gary's a huge Florida State fan, and uh, he, you know, he he feel the way we feel. So it, you know, it'd be great to hear his thoughts. And I'll uh, talk about Coach Bowden. But one last thing before we get Papa Gary on the phone. Um, you know, I saw something earlier today. I was just going on Twitter, you know, just seeing all the reactions uh, today uh, with the passing of Coach Bowden. And somebody said, man, they should just – we should start a petition, man, and rename Tallahassee Bobby Bowden, Florida, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Bowden, Florida. And, and, and that's the respect. You know what I'm saying? And that's the admiration you know, that this man had. And 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 we love the sport of football, undoubtedly, man. But it, it, it's just different, man, when you're truly loyal and committed, you know, to a program. Mm -hmm. And some, some people like myself and Black, and I'm sure some of our, a lot of our listeners probably out there who are Florida State fans, you know, you just feel it a little bit in your heart today. You know what I'm saying? Because it's through and through. And I, I'll be the first one to say I'm, I'm fickle as they come with Florida State not doing good because it hurts me. <laughs> It really, really, really bothers me, and I done seen the success, man. But, you know, through and through, you know, I always be loyal to that Garnett and Gold, you know, because Coach Bowden, you know, ha had an imprint on this on this school, man, and, and, and the university, man, and, and it's going to live on. And, 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 and nice to hear, you know, you know, football is one thing, but humans are another. So you got your Florida Gator fans and your Miami Hurricane fans and fans all around the country, you know, show the respect that is due. You know, for Coach Bowen, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. showing him respect, you know, and, and and I would like to think, you know, that would carry on, you know what I'm saying, throughout, you know, a long, long time uh, for Coach Bowen. But, uh, yeah, so we're getting ready to call uh, Papa Gary. Like I said, we haven't heard uh, from him in a while, but he is a massive uh, Florida State football fan. It would be great to hear his thoughts on Coach Bowen. Hello? Papa Gary. What's up, D? What's going on, man? You all right? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? Hey, man. I can't complain, man. It's good to hear from you, Papa Gary. Welcome to the Sports Desk. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate what's up? It. What's, what's up, Pop? 
What's up, Nate? How you doing, son? Doing good. All right, Papa Gary, man. Of course, you already know, man. We opened up the show today, uh, you know, talking about, you know, the passing of Coach Bowden. And we, me and Black been sitting here for the past 30 minutes, man, um, just celebrating the life of Coach Bowden, have, talking about some memories, talking about some some thoughts of just everything Coach Bowden had done for Florida State University and you know, just the impact that he had on the college football world. So, Papa Gary, the floor is yours, man. I would like for you to just to speak on, you know, just some of the memories of Coach Bowden and just how you feeling today with his passing. Uh, first of all, I'd like to, you know, send my condolences and prayers to the Bowden family. I know uh, when I heard that Terry was leaving the team, I, I knew the handwriting was on the wall the other day. But, uh, I mean, the man lived a great life. You know, he mm-hmm. he, he was he was an icon in, in the college football uh, uh, scheme of things. And I just think it's, it's a great loss, but he lived a full life, you know, and, mm-hmm. and my, I was talking to a friend and I was telling her that the first, my first vivid memory, I met Coach Bowden in purpose, okay. uh, in person. Wow. My senior, my senior year in high school, we had just lost a, a playoff game to Tallahassee Leon and he came in the locker room because he was recruiting uh, a very uh, high profile high school football tight end. His name was Jackie Flowers mm. and Jackie Flowers uh wound up being a first-team All-American at Florida State. He was Bobby Bowden's first recruit mm. out of Jacksonville, Florida. So, mm. I mean, I mean, it was – it was. that's when I became a Florida State fan, mm. you know. Um, but he, he, he was a great man. He so innovative. And he mm. was one of the first coaches that didn't mind going on the road playing these big powerhouse teams. Y'all mm. remember – I don't know if y'all were old enough to remember, but – he he went into Ann Arbor. He went into East Lansing. He mm-hmm. went into Lincoln. He went into uh, Norman. He went. He just went everywhere and, mm-hmm. and played these teams in their backyards. And mm-hmm. for the most part, I was reading the thing today that year he went in and played all those teams. He went like four and two against those teams, you mm-hmm. know. So he 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 had a conscious effort to put Florida State on the football map, and he did just that. Mm-hmm. And and what he did from 1987 to 2000 would never be duplicated. I don't think. Um, no sir. Top top five finishes in the uh, in the AP polls. So uh, the the innovativeness of his game. You know, y'all remember distinctly the punt Ruski. I was watching that game. You know, mm. and you know teams didn't didn't do stuff like that back then. But right. he was innovative enough and. And I think he was one of the first coaches to to really recruit heavily in Jacksonville. You know some of the stars that came out of Jacksonville that played for Bobby Bowden. It's, sure. it's too too many to name, you know. Sure. So uh he 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 was he was special and I love I love Coach Bowden. You know, diehard Florida State fans couldn't help but love him. Yeah. And I was listening to the news today and they interviewed about four or five people and the word that came was most prevalent in their conversations. He was genuine, you know, mm. so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I appreciate that, Papa Gary. That's, that's, that's some great story, a great story that you told us, man. I, I never yeah. knew that, uh, yeah. that you met Coach Bowden. That, that's great, man. That's great. So um, yeah. what's, a, what's a fun memory for you, man, from Coach Bowden, just for watching all of the games and all the success that Florida State had? Just just right at the top of your head, man, what's, what's a memory that just you go straight to you know what I'm saying? You watching the Florida State football game. 
Oh God. It, 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 it might not be one y'all want to talk about, but the misfield cold against Miami. Yeah, we, yeah, field, we, yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it. Hey, man, I, I, I just, I remember he, he thought the field goal was, was good, good, and then, yeah. then when the referees put up, I mean, the yeah. reaction that he had was like he couldn't believe it, man. Yeah. And I mean, it was just that was devastating to me. God. It was devastating to all Florida State fans that it. we were so close. And I, I read the article this day in the paper, man, that we went, we we had a chance for the national championship seven years in a row. Can you believe wow. that? I didn't know that, and no. If, 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 yeah, if we, if we would have uh, won those two games, it would have been even a longer streak. So, wow. I mean, that, those of. are my two vivid mem- memories of, of, of Florida State football. And I just hate that it had to be negative, but it is, you know. Yeah, it's a moment. You know, because we played our heart yeah. out that day. I know 2000 Miami yes, Hurricane. We played our heart out that day. We did. Yeah. We did. We they did. were ranked number one. They were ranked number one in the nation. You Greatest team all time. Yeah, they, they had a squad that year, bro. But we went down there. I remember Greg Jones, man, just barreling yes, over people, man. Yes, sir. I mean, I, yes, sir. He and, and, and that's one of the persons they interviewed today, Greg Jones. Yeah. And he also talked highly of uh, Coach Bowden. Yeah. You know? Amazing, uh, Pop. Uh, just, just, yeah. just your reaction of you know being being able to be in the building for Coach Bowden's last game here in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. How did it? How did it? How did it make you feel as a fan knowing that he was on his way out and didn't see the sea of you know Florida State players and Florida State alum gather around him and lift him up and you know give him his flowers as he was heading out? How did that make you feel as a fan? Being able to be in the building for his last game. That was that was amazing. You know, to this day, I don't remember how I got tickets to that game, but I did. Um, <laughs> and I had great seats. I was sitting right in the midst of West Virginia fans. And oh, that, that was picture great. of me, I look, I still got that picture. I just have to find it. I was on the front page of the sports show of the Sports Times Union. With me sitting amongst West Virginia fans. Yeah, you need to find that and put had, that up in the house. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I know it. I know it, man. You believe it or not, I'm gonna find that picture. But I, I did have it. But you know how those West Virginia players used to have the little caps with the squirrel tail on it and whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was amongst those. And they were drunk and they was having a good time. But, <laughs> but that team refused to let Bobby Bowden lose that mm, day. And yes, Martin. Ricks, Mark Ricks had a game. Well, I'm telling you. Yes, sir. He had a game that day, and, and they pulled it out. And I was, just, I think the score was 30-22, if I'm not mistaken. I never will forget it. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, that, I, it was a, it was an honor to uh, be there at his last game. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, Papa Gary, man, we really appreciate it, man. You you came on here and told some great stuff, man. Um, some real gems, man, that you that you gave us here on the sports desk, man. You know, you know, we love you, man. We really appreciate you. You know, taking some time to talk to us, man, and give us some of your thoughts and uh, some of your memories from uh, Coach Bowden's uh, tenure at Florida State University. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate y'all calling me. I was I was honored when uh, Nate called me and said y'all wanted some input about Coach Bowden. It means a lot. I, I mean, I just, you know, I'm diehard, you know, sure. garnered and gold. I'm For diehard, sure. garnered and gold. So For sure. Uh, yeah, but uh, I do want to say something before I hang up, man. Yes, sir. Y'all leave, y'all leave Giannis alone, man. Leave oh, alone. Papa Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Gary. 
propagatory. Nate, Nate, Nate will explain that to you. I'm gonna leave y'all alone. But leave, leave y'all alone. Oh, okay, propagatory. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we. I, I talked. I talked to black man to see exactly what yeah. what, what you mean by that. Oh. All right. <laughs> All right, Pop. All right, Pop. All right. Gary, you take now, care, love man. y'all, man. Y'all take care. Yes, sir. All Appreciate right. you, Papa Gary. All right, man. All right, now. Yeah, man. So that was Papa Gary, man. That was some great stuff. That was some great. I, I never, never knew. Did you know that? Never knew it. He didn't even tell me that. That's amazing. Like, I didn't even know he was in the same locker room with this man and was able to that's meet amazing. him. That's amazing. That's that's. That's, that's great wild, stuff. You know, and and uh, great stuff. Wow. That guy being the first player that he recruited out of Jacksonville. Yeah, tight end. And it was countless others, as he said. Like, man, that's them great stories. The as you say, good gems that yeah he gave us, man. Sitting here talking about that's that's just what we talking about here today. The greatness of Coach Bowden, you know, and uh, my pop being able to be a part of that and being close to the man and yeah. realize the type of man that he that he is, man, and been able to. <laughs> It's just it's just decades and decades of people that he has touched, man. And the I don't I don't think it's gonna ever be done again like that, man. Like you said, it, you know Nick may come close or you know be down that path, but the is you got to call him the, the, the greatest of all time, man. You got to like you know I regardless of how many rings and this and that, man. But his body of work, man, on and off the field is going to be untouched, D. Yeah, just the run that, you know, he put into perspective for us here, man. At least seven years straight. And I'm not a, when he said it, I really have forgot about it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go back at the run that we had to legitimately, legitimately play for a national championship for seven to eight years in a row, that's, that's unheard of until today. I mean, you obviously Alabama it's probably joined has joined and been a part of that party. Mm-hmm. But how many other you can go back to even when the Miami Hurricanes were as dominant as they was with Jimmy Johnson, that was short-lived. Mm-hmm. They had to rebound and then they had another opportunity at it with uh uh, uh Larry Coker, you know, and his crew. That was short-lived. You know how many classes had to come through Florida State? Mm-hmm. How many classes? Florida Gators. They was in contention, I'm sure. Uh, maybe, probably right around the same amount of time. Cause Danny Wolf and that crew, you know, yeah, they were guys there. Did they thing yeah, they too. did their thing. So Florida, you know, definitely was in the mix there. But how many other schools can make that claim? They can't. Man, that's almost a decade run at being in the top five, playing for a national championship. Mm-hmm. And we can remember countless Novembers after things Saturdays after Thanksgiving. I'm finna talk this talk now. <laughs> I can I can remember countless Saturdays. The day, the, the that Saturday after Thanksgiving, well, all we had to do was win, and we was in. That's it. The literally, yeah, go ahead. It literally came down to one game. Yeah, I mean, I'm really either, either we was back going, to me. either we was going, or either Florida, Florida was, was going. going. Yeah, it, yeah. That game literally was like, and I know, and I know, our college football correspondent said he would appreciate this. It's I'm gonna hit you in your mouth. Yes, sir. We gonna get this word. We gonna come on this field. Yes, sir. And whoever win this game going to play for a natty. Look at look at all the games that in, in that rivalry. How many how many of them Florida teams or the odd Florida State teams went on to play for a natty? Win or lose, win or lose. Yeah, win or lose. We were we were playing for them. Florida State had a stint of seven to eight years straight, bro, playing for a national title. Insane, insane, insane. Just the run, and then and and, and, and like Papa Gary said, the the run that Coach Saban is on right now definitely. Rivals, Coach Bowden, definitely. Mm-hmm. But them the only two people I can think of. Mm-hmm. 
You can look what Dabo's doing. Dabo is definitely in the conversation of the, 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 yeah, the, what, what he of got Clemson going on right now. But I'm talking about back then there wasn't no college football playoff. Back then it wasn't no BCS. It was, the BCS was out. And when the season started, we ranked top five. When the season ended, we finished. Yeah. Top five. It, back in them days, it, it was literally you could not lose a game. You could not. You could not lose at all. You could not. And then if you did lose a game, guess what? The one game we got a rematch of against Florida, Florida. Florida State, which and the team had one loss, and which we I'm met not them in the Sugar into. Bowl, and they mollywhopped us. They waxed us, and I'm not gonna get into but the that, atrocity. That's the only one time I can think about one of those national championship teams. Then in that decade, had a loss. But you remember that year, Florida <laughs> got so much help. After we beat them. So many teams lost. So many teams lost. They did. They I, did. I, I seen something where they was on Twitter today. They said on that day, Florida State had beat Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, the very next week were the championship game. So it was the Big 12 championship, the Pac-12, the Pac-10 championship, and the SEC championship. And literally, Florida had dropped from number one down to number five, I think, or six or something like that. And everybody who was in position to play for a national championship lost. Everybody. <laughs> everybody yeah. was in position. But yeah. Florida impressed in the SEC championship game. And they strength the schedule. And they strength the schedule. Yeah. And they was able to play again, mm-hmm. play Florida State again for the title. And we got Molly Wapped. <laughs> so, like you said, man, it's just, I'm just thinking about, like, in my childhood, in my high school years, in my middle school years, that the whole time I was in middle school, I ain't had them problems about my team being suspect of trash. Mm-mm. We in the mix. When I was in high school, I ain't had them problems about my team because mm-hmm. Coach Brown was leading that way. And even like you said, in our down years, we still went trash eight, then. Still when the eight but we nine. were spoiled. Yeah, <laughs> we were spoiled. They were calling for Bobby Bowen head after going for eight and four one yeah. year. You know what I mean? But we were spoiled. Yeah, and said 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 something today on Twitter too, man. And he was like, "Man, this rivalry and this guy's the reason I wanted to be a part." Yeah. Of Florida, Florida State, you know, yeah. being you know, being a one of them teams and yeah. you know, just to just to hear them say that, you know, Gator fans even speak out, you know, on uh Coach Bowden and the impact he had, man. It's just amazing, man. I just love everything about it, D. His like you say, his mystique, his charisma. Yeah. Everything about him, man, it's it's untouched. It's untouched, man, and he gonna be missed, but we celebrating this man today, man. And been able to get them gems from my daddy, kind of put, kind of got you really bringing old stuff back up, man. And in that Great. run, in that mm-hmm. time, man, like Coach Bowden did everything for Florida State, man. He really, he literally put Florida State University on his back and brought them to the promised land, man. Yeah, man. Even, even, even after Coach Bowden left, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, we, we brought in um, Jimbo and Jimbo. Probably had the weight of the world on his shoulders. Mm, had to be tough. Take it, taking over just the, the 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 foundation that Coach Bowden left behind. And I remember it was such a surreal moment that night. And to me, I always said when Coach Bowden left, we got to get another ring outside of Coach Bowden to be really, truly validated. Florida State. Mm-hmm. And, and hear me when I say this. I'm not saying Florida State wouldn't have been validated without Jimbo getting us another ring. But you know how it go when Coach Bowen left. The only reason you won was the coach, coach, coach Bobby Bowen. Yeah. The only reason you won was Bobby Bowen, Bobby Bowen. But it was so gratifying for the university when Jimbo acquired that amount of talent mm. and we got us another one. We got us another one. And that was the day I felt that Florida State 
was permanently placed in the upper echelon of college football. Yeah. And it didn't take him long either, dude. It did not. It didn't take him long. But you want to know why it happened so quickly and why it didn't take so long? Because Coach Jimbo Fisher was there under the tutelage mm-hmm. of Coach Bowden. Yes, he was. And Coach Bowden had built our program to a glorified place to be. And with Jimbo's innovative offensive mind, bringing in that talent that we had, he was able to capitalize on that. Yes, he was. He was able to capitalize on that. So I'll never forget that night because I ain't going to lie, me and Black had several conversations with all of our friends. You know, like, bro, like, <laughs> Coach Bowen gone, man. He like, going to be the same no more. We are were we saying gonna, it. Are we going to be able to get one? <laughs> you know, because, you know, Jimbo first couple of years was kind of tough. They were. You know what I'm saying? And then we was blessed with this amazing class. And it was a dominant year. They just one of the best classes in college football. One just of the best a dominant championship yeah. from week one on and on until they almost ripped the hearts out of a chest by Auburn. But how fitting, man, how we won that game. Florida State getting their third national championship. But that's what Jimbo benefited from. He spoke about that today. Okay. Jimbo spoke about that today. I saw a little bit of his clip. And it was a couple of people who I really wanted to hear from, and Jimbo was one of them. Okay. Because I know he spent a lot of time with Coach Bowen under the tutelage and getting the knowledge. And, and the one thing that he said was, I learned how to be a real head coach under Coach Bowen. Excellent knows are one thing. Excellent knows are one thing. But to truly be a leader of a university is a whole nother job. And he said he learned that under Coach Bowen. You know what I'm saying? He, amazing, said he, made a, he said he made a promise to him. He made a promise to him that the Florida State name would never be smeared under his leadership, and it wasn't. Mm-mm. It wasn't. It wasn't. So, um, yeah, man, you know, we 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 almost had an hour opening up, man, <laughs> talking about Coach Bowen. Like I said, we could sit here, you know, for hours and hours and hours just talking about uh, the impact of Coach Bowen. And we hope you guys, you know, uh, you know, enjoyed the conversations uh, with, with me and Black and Papa Gary coming in and dropping those gems. I really appreciated that, that we was able to get that on our show and that's something that we'll have in our archives, man. Just yeah. Papa Gary, those are things that I didn't know. And 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 Black is Papa Gary's son, and he didn't know. And they're mm-hmm. very close. And it's like, wow, like I'm looking at Blackface while Papa Gary telling Black, like, what the hell? Like you can see, <laughs> you, can, you can see I it in Blackface, bro. I didn't and, even know. And it. that's amazing. At a young age, you know what I'm saying? He experienced, uh, you know, being in the same room with, with Coach Bow. So, of course, going forward, as the you know the services and more of the outcrowd support. And admiration and love for Coach Bowen continues the services. You know, we'll continue to be speaking on of the legacy and the impact of Coach Bowen. But being Florida State fans, being, um, you know, uh, Coach Bowen alums, because he was our coach. And we didn't have to deal with other coaches. That was mm-hmm. our guy for so many years, you know, uh, until he, you know, officially retired. It's, it's a tough one today. It's a tough one today. But like Papa Gary said, and I mentioned earlier, long life. 91 years on this earth. Not many people get to do it the way that Coach Bowen did it and experience 91 full years on this earth. That is just in itself just amazing. Just amazing. As you realize what the quality of life is these days, it seems like, you know, people so young are leaving here at a rapid rate. But when you have the time to see a full life Mm -hmm. and what a man did with an opportunity that he had, and like I love what Papa Gary said, he took Florida State and drove him into Ann Arbor, Michigan, Norman, Oklahoma, Lincoln, Nebraska, Los Angeles, California against USC. I that ring bells with me because it got away from that in college football. Mm-hmm. Teams don't want to go and play, and you know who you are. 
I'm a chill though. <laughs> Teams don't want to go to other backyards because they feel like, why? We don't have to do that because we are who we are. Coach Bowden took it upon himself. I'm going to put me and my guys on the map. I don't care where you are, who you are. We playing you. Tell me what time we're going to be there. And we come in. And we arrived and we did damage. And, and like you say, one thing that stood out from that, he got a winner record doing it. Yes, he does. He has a winner record doing yes, it. He, he did plenty of major bike 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 yards and pulled out wins. Yeah, we ain't play Oklahoma State. in no bowl games. Yeah, like it's it's regular it's, season. It's and, and 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 even at the beginning of the show, these we talking about a game where they're playing in the regular season. They playing in the Nebraska Corn Huskers, man. In a regular season. All the way from Tallahassee, Florida. And you know Nebraska juggernaut. When juggernaut. We got there, when we got up there to holler at them. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. man. Yes, Fantastic. man. Just rest in peace, Bobby Bowden. Yes. You're going to be missed, yes. man. Rest in peace, Coach Bowden. Your, your mystique, everything about you, man, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, as D said, it's going to live on forever and ever, man. Yes. Anytime you talk Florida State, you have to talk Bobby Bowden. Yes, sir. Rest in peace, Coach Bowden. Positive energy. Great vibes to the family, the friends, and the fans of Coach Bowden. Rest in peace, Coach. Rest in peace. Transition over. We got a lot of things to talk about, man. We know we opened up the show with the first half of Coach Bobby Bowen, but we are going to get into your uh, uh, all of the great topics that took place in the sports world this week. We're getting ready to talk about some NBA. We have free agency. We're going to talk some NFL as well. Um, so let's go ahead and get into the other topics this week. We're going to start off with the National Basketball Association. All right, Black, let's go ahead and transition to the National Basketball Association. Before we get into free agency and everything like that, I'm going to play this clip for you, Black. And I'm going to give you an opportunity, man, to holler at your boy, man, if you feel like you need to holler at me, man. So I'm going to go ahead and play this clip. And we're going to have some conversations, man, right before we get into free agency. Let's move up the stairs. Everybody who said we were going to take the L, they had, a, they had some power rankings on. Ken- Kendrick Perkins, you talk a lot of shit. We a lot of shit. They had some- Act like you're America. <laughs> 
They had some power rankings out. They had us four. Behind Slovenia. Like, like this not our game. Come on, man. Oh, Talking about on. they catching up to us. Like, are you serious? This skill is unmatched. You dig? <laughs> Shout out to everybody that won this gold. Everybody that chipped in and helped out. We were in the press conference, but I had to talk my shit real quick. So that was Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, after Team USA uh, won the gold medal in uh, the Olympics uh, this year, defeating uh, France on early uh, Saturday morning, I believe it was. Friday night. Excuse me, Friday night, yes, sir. Um, and I've been uh, called to the carpet, not 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 just by black, but a couple folks. Um, I had a hard stance on this Olympic team, and I'm going to validate myself and say rightfully so. Mm. Um, we saw the, uh, the, the, what it was the pre scrimmages or whatever for, uh, Olympic basketball USA took back to back L's, um, looking atrocious and disgusting and despicable in all areas. Then we get to the Olympics first game right on the floor. U.S. team USA loses to France. Now I'm going to ask you guys, they played three scrimmage games, should have played four, but one was canceled. Played three scrimmage games, got one win, got to the Olympics, lost the first game. So at this point in time, black help me out here. Did Team USA lose three of the first four games in international competition? I just need a simple answer. Yes or no, what suffice, Black? Oh, uh, yes, they did. Okay. So, me being in the mindset that I was in, I believe that it was valid, Black. For me to not say, no, 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 not never once would I ever doubt American NBA talent. Never. Never. That would be foolish. But for me to doubt if we had the pedigree from what I'm seeing to win a gold medal this year, I don't think I was wrong in that. Was my rants a little outrageous a little bit? Okay, cool. I'll sign off on that check. You can go ahead and cash it. <laughs> but I am not finna sit up here and apologize for my feelings and emotions from what my eyes saw. I didn't talk out of my neck. I responded to what I seen. Black Kevin Dunbar, people all <laughs> people all over Twitter telling me to act like I'm I'm an American and things like that. Mm, whoa, 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 You was getting it like that? Yeah, bro? I was catching heat. Ooh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get that perk file. <laughs> all I was doing <laughs> was responding to what my eyes seen. Now, congratulations. To Team USA for in do indeed doing what they were supposed to do. I'm not finna toot my horn and go nuts over something that they were supposed to do. You're right, Slovenia is not better than America. You're right, France and Evan Fournier <laughs> are not better than Team USA. Of course they're not. But when I look at my TV screen and see them losing to Nigeria, where the tallest player on the team was six foot tall, that's a problem. When I look on the TV screen and see them lose again, then they lose to France when Evan Fournier drops 38. He didn't have no 38 points, points in the first game. He had 28. Stop that trying to give him an extra 10 points. So, man. Black, I'm going to open up the floor to you, man. I wasn't even going to do this, but I said, you know what? My dog, Black, he got it on his heart. <laughs> He got it on his heart. So we're going to talk, Black Man. What you got, man? Team USA winning look, the gold medal, look, man. Look, uh, Dunbar, man, I appreciate you, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speak that truth, man. Yeah, I bet you The do. truth need to be told, my boy. So I've been trying to get the truth out of him for the past two days. 
You know, so man, it's I'm excited, man. I said it, man. Like it's one thing you have to remember about about Olympic basketball, international basketball, man. These teams are assembled and are together for years and years and years. Yeah. Team USA literally gets together two or three weeks before going over to compete in the Olympics. Okay. No chemistry, nothing like that. So a couple of exhibition losses, it concerns you. Because we the U.S., you you want to expect the best okay. from the U.S. You okay. want to, but the U.S. is dominant, man. The players are so much better. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's no one, other, other countries cannot compete with the U.S. Yeah. Okay. And we've seen that in this Olympics. Okay. These guys opened up and lost to France. And everybody's just like, oh, man, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. I don't think they're going to win gold. Mm-hmm. I just don't see Kevin Durant. He's not He's not what we say he is. Mm-hmm. He's not a leader. But Kevin Durant literally put these boys on his back after this loss mm-hmm. and and was able to get to the gold medal game. And look, look, looky, looky. Mm-hmm. We got to play France again. Sure. sure. And D, what happened when we played France again? They won. They won. Yeah. So... This conversation of we're going to be hard on the U.S. basketball, let's just stop it. Okay. Some years are better than some others, so that's, that's just what it is. And that's a fact. Some years are better than others. You can call it what you want, but the results remain the same. Okay. The U.S. basketball team will continue to bring gold home to the U.S. Okay. Well, there it is, Black. <laughs> I'm glad you got your moment to, got your moment to holler at your folks, man. <sighs> But again, don't don't come t- texting me no more talking about are you American and all kind of stuff. Hey, bro, hey. you was uh you was acting some type of way, bro. I mean, I was just you responding to what, what I was seeing, bro. Am I wrong for that? I'm I'm you know I'm surprised you know I'm shocked. Domba came out and said it. I was thinking the same thing in the back of my head. Oh, I know it. I know how you get out to your know, homeboy. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just that. like, dang man, he just gonna run us in the ground like that on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, people listening to this now. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, but hey, like you said, uh, you got to worry about Luke. Did Luke even make a metal game? Did whoa, he, did he make whoa, a metal do game? No, see now, now you did, taking did, shots, bro. Don't and that's make, unnecessary. I'm, I'm just saying, uh, you the one that brought up Luca. That's unnecessary. Uh, I'm just saying, did he even make the, a metal game? That's I'm just saying, Slovenia. Did they make it? They lost one game. Well, sure and what did the, that got you? I'm sure they made the bronze and what, game. And what that got you? Oh, that's the game where Patty Mills dropped just 42 casual, 42 points. And so, so you dissing? They didn't even matter. So so I'm you, just saying, so bro. So you dissing the team that I'm, was 17 and no me, international When we play? were talking about this, you want to bring up all Luca and Evan Fournier and all these other guys. Evan Fournier had 38. Listen. On America. Listen. It's unmatched. The competition is unmatched. No disrespect to Luca. I'm not mad at you, bro. But Luca is just not enough. It's not enough. I'm not mad. Get your, get, get your shine on, my boy. Get on. <laughs> go ahead and get off. I'm not I, gonna I, get in I your way. I love it. I'm not you gonna get in I'm your saying? way. Draymond and them. You know, I, I I just love to see them on the boat, uh, on the bus, sitting back. Shout out to LeBron James, the King. They sitting back drinking the Lobos uh, tequila. You know, having a good old time. My own expense. Of the other other countries in the uh, Olympics, yeah, get off, bro. Do your thing. You doubted me, but we here, we sitting here with the gold medal in in in, in our mouth, my boy, okay. biting down on that gold, that real gold. Okay. Yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's exciting. Okay. It's very exciting. I'm thrilled. U.S. once again, man, is going to continue to be that. So do you have to you have to relax? Like you tell me, playoff time every year. 
black. Just relax, my guy. Relax. You got to relax, man, because the U.S. the U.S. of A. basketball team will always come through when it matters. You good now? I'm good. I'm good, my boy. Yeah, that felt real good. Yeah. All right, man. So congratulations once again to Team USA on capturing the gold medal. And and, and I know a lot of y'all flaw out there. You know, a lot of y'all flaw. Y'all ain't going to keep it real knowing that y'all felt the same way I did. Y'all ain't going to keep it real. But it's cool, though. Somebody got to be the realist. Somebody got to be the realist. And if I got to wave that well, I flag. got to be you, huh? If I got to oh, wave that okay. flag, I'm going to wave it, my boy. What you was real about. You know what I was real oh, about. Oh, okay. But it's uh, cool, though. <laughs> Shout out Team USA. Win the Olympic gold medal. Job well done, fellas. Bringing the gold back home. All right, man. Let's get into this free agency. Let's go and kick this thing off. Mine. Lakers in five. <laughs> All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into it, man. The Los Angeles Lakers are up first on the agenda in free agency. Let's set the tone, okay? The Los Angeles Lakers were sent home in the first round by the Phoenix Suns in six games, and the world knew that the Lakers were getting ready to blow it up and implode the Los Angeles Lakers. Me and Black were talking heavily and frantically about what would the Lakers be doing. We were covering all of it. Now, me and Black let you guys down and didn't give you your special edition. But you want to know the reason why you didn't get a special edition? I'm going to blame this brother right here. We're going to talk about it in a minute. Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) Kawhi Leonard was the reason you guys didn't get a special edition last Thursday or Friday because we were waiting on what Kawhi Leonard was going to do. But more on Kawhi. Uh, in just a little bit. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get to some of the moves that the Los Angeles make- Lakers had made, okay? Black, we acquired Russell Westbrook in a in a blockbuster trade, getting him from Washington to L.A. We signed Wayne Ellington. We signed Carmelo Anthony, top 10 scoring NBA history. Kent Bazemore, Malik Monk, Trevor Ariza, Dwight Howard, re-signed uh, THT. Um, just... Um, a plethora of new faces that we have in Los Angeles. We lost Caruso. Obviously, Cools uh, 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 and uh, KCP and, and Trez are now in Washington. Um, Drummond is gone. He went and signed a one-year deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. So the Los Angeles Lakers are brand new, so to speak. We only have a few players on this team that have championship experience, well, championship rings. That is Dwight. That is LeBron, that is AD, and that is THT. Everybody. And Trevor Reza. And Trevor Reza, that's right. Trevor Reza, a championship ring. So, Black, all in all, we did a lot of conversating and a lot of talking. Where are you today with the moves that the Los Angeles Lakers were able to do? And how do you feel about our new team coming up in this new season? Uh, D, I'm cool, man. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what this group could do. I know that... Um, we have an older crew, so I don't think uh, experience or uh, moments won't get too big for these people. Because every a lot of a lot of these veteran guys on these teams and played in big moments in basketball, the majority of them have. And um, I'm just excited, man. We got we got a bunch of new fixes, so I'm going to the one thing I'm going to be looking for to see how quickly they gel together. 
you know, I'm ecstatic about getting Dwight back, man. Same. I'm, ex- yep. I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic because I feel like Dwight was that that energy glue when we won in the bubble, man. You know, he brought the energy. He brought that toughness. And like you said, D, it's something that we didn't have last year. We, we it wasn't not. nothing tough about the Los it Angeles Lakers last year. We were soft. And 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 the thing, the one thing that's that I'm seeing that sticks out with me, how excited Dwight is to be back. Thrilled. Dwight didn't never want to leave. Didn't want to leave. But he got lowballed and he had to leave. And I respect him for that because this man just run, uh, won a ring on the strength of. You know, y'all don't have to do nothing for me until, you know, we get this done. Yeah, revamp this and career. Then you, and then you offer him and you lowball him. Then he had to leave. So I don't blame Dwight for that, but I'm happy they got it right and he's back. Uh, man, the signing of Melo, man. I'm, I'm just happy for Melo, man. Hopefully this is his opportunity because as a lot of people say, and I know you can agree, D, the only thing holding him it's him not having a ring. Yep. That's the only thing. Four time, four gold medals. He's done everything. He's scoring titles. He's done everything that he could. He's never won an MVP, but Melo has been at the top of his game for a very, very long time. And, you know, him being with the Los Angeles Lakers, man, I hope that we can deliver a ring and so he can have that moment in his career. And then, you know, just to, I just want to go to the young pieces that we that we got, the. Even though we have a lot of veteran guys, they still were able to keep a keep young pieces like THT, bringing Malik Monk in, a, a athletic, energetic young guard. D wasn't cool with the signing, but I was cool with it because he's going to learn a lot under LeBron and these and these and these guys. And this and this kid, he's a score of the basketball. So we're going to see what he's going to be able to bring to the table. I think I'm ready to see THT take the next step, man. It's time. If they give you 40 what 40 45. something 40 something million dollars, it's time for you to take that next step. We know the talent is there. We've seen it. Now it's time for him to take the next step, man, and the signing of Kendrick Nunn, man, tough gritty guard. You know, uh it's, I I think he's going to fit right in with these guys, man, and I I like what the Los Angeles Lakers did, man. It's a totally different team, but all the pieces that they assemble they got they got longer. They are, they very long, man. At uh, in the, with the veteran guys, they got better shooting wise. All these guys that they signed shoot uh forty percent or better from three. So they putting shooting around around AD and LeBron. So I like what they are doing, D. So hopefully this is something that can pan out and uh, bring another rain back to Los Angeles. Yeah, um, I'm with you. Uh, real quick, you know, Black Snitch Stoneman said I went cool with the Malik Monk uh, <laughs> signing. <laughs> And, um, you know, I just want to speak on that real quick. You know, I mean, look, I think Malink Monk is an athletic guard. I think Malink Monk, um, you know, has a, a decent skill set. But, you know, I, I just didn't know if he is going to fit in L.A. You know, last year was a career high for him, 40% three-point shooting um, with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, but I watched quite a bit of Hornets games, and – I just didn't see, and I'm, and this might be harsh, but I'm just didn't see the value in what he would bring to this Lakers team. I'm not saying Malik Monk would not be a valuable player in this league, obviously, but I just didn't see what he was going to bring to Los Angeles. Now, if we have a juggernaut bench, and Malik Monk is a part of that for defensive purposes and knocking down threes and holding on the leads that our starting five is going to be able to build, then I'll come in here and I'll apologize. <laughs> I'll come in here and I'll apologize. Oh, apologize. Well, watch, yeah, I apologize to Malik Monk, <laughs> but watching them, I watch, I'm a huge fan of the Mellow Ball. Because here at the sports desk, we have the links. 
<laughs> so any game that we want to watch, we can see. Mm-hmm. And I watched a lot of Hornets games last year, and we'll see. I could be wrong about that. I know I'll probably catch some heat uh, from Papa Gary uh, dissing uh, Malink Monk uh, being a Kentucky alum, but it, it's not about that. You know what I'm saying? I just don't know, and I guess we're going to find out. So since Black snitched on me, <laughs> I had to address that. Now, I like my team. A lot of people say, oh, you guys are old. You guys are the AARP club. You guys are mm. old men. I was telling Black the other day, I had to remind Black. I said, Black, can you tell me or name me a team that wins championships that are youthful? It was only one. It was one. <laughs> and it was the Golden State Warriors with Clay, Steph, Draymond, and they had some veteran leadership with Iggy there. But they were young all across the board, and they got them a chip. Name me another team who's done it. Michael Jordan was 37 years old when he won his last championship. Okay. LeBron James, 36 years old, ring four. Dwayne Wade was in his mid-30s, ring three. Give, give me other teams that were young winning titles. You can't name them. You could go back probably to the young Lakers. With Kobe and Shaq and those guys. Would you consider the Bucks this year? Would you um, the Bucks? Y- yes and no. Yeah, PJ Tucker was an older player. Brooke Lopez, an older player. Drew Holiday, Holiday 10 plus player. years in the league. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I know Chris Middleton and Giannis, and I don't know if they're 30 yet. They're probably at 30. I'm not yeah, sure. Giannis 26. So he, no, Giannis okay. 26. So, so Middleton I'm, may be close to 30. He might though. be close to 30. So I'm going to yeah. say yes and no, but name okay. me another young team. So I say that to say, I don't get it. Okay. I don't I don't get the old oh, y'all old oh, y'all old oh. now if y'all get on saying if we're gonna be injury, okay, whatever. Okay, okay. Injuries come with the game. Whether you're young or you're old. So I don't get that notion. Now, starting at the guard position, I like it. I like the rust pickup. The more and more that I think about it, I like the rust pickup. I think he's gonna fit, he's gonna provide us things that we just simply didn't have with Schroeder. We didn't have it with him. He's gonna provide that. I think he will understand his role. No matter what you guys are thinking, Russell Wilson has a role. LeBron James is going to take care of a lot of the things that Russell Wilson Russell felt, Westbrook. Excuse me. <laughs> Russell Westbrook felt like he had to do in Oklahoma City or, or, or Houston or whatever. LeBron James is going to take on that burden. Anthony Davis is the most talented player outside of Kevin Durant that Russell Westbrook can play with. And you want to know what Anthony Davis is going to provide? Beast mode, paint work, rebounding, shooting it from inside, shooting it from outside. He's going to provide that if Anthony Davis is a top five player in this league, which he has to be for the Lakers to win a championship this year. And, of course, you got Raymond. The, the Raymond, the GOAT. <laughs> the greatest of all time is still playing in the league. Who's going to give you 25, 8, and 8? On the so I love this team for two reasons why. We brought in Melo. Melo was a key piece to port in the last two years. You want to know why? Efficiency. You need 18, I got y'all. You need 20, I got y'all. Mid-range, three-point. Leave Melo if you want to. Bang, bang to the head as of what he did, what he does when he hits three. Let me ask you this. I And, and I don't know if I asked you this uh, when we was talking. Do you think... Melo signing with the Lakers, this could potentially be the most open shots he's had in his career. Of course, <laughs> he had. Could you been, could you see him being a like six man type, or you he think could he probably be. could be a star? He's going to start in L.A. I don't know. It's 
it depends on how we're going to revamp this lineup because the big man lineup that the Lakers ran last year, it didn't it didn't work well mm-hmm. against teams who are running up and down the floor. And I think we got to match that. Okay. With the news that Anthony Davis saying he's going to play center minutes leads me to believe that we might be starting off small with our starting five. Okay. We might be, but I don't know. Either way, would I love to see Miller off the bench? Probably. Okay. You give me Melo, you give me Dwight, you give me, you know, uh, uh, Malik Monk, Chris Nunn, and um, maybe Wayne Ellington off the bench, we should be okay. Yeah. You know, I know it's other pieces. I was just naming those guys off the top of my head. But not to drag you guys out, all in all, I like our team. I believe the young pieces that we added that's going to come off the bench mm-hmm. are going to pay dividends when LeBron and Anthony Davis are sitting. Anthony Davis sitting, Dwight Howard in. I like it. THT is going to take a step up this year. That's why they paid him. It can't nobody listen to the show right now and say, this kid don't got all-world talent. This kid cannot. He is one of the future best scorers in this league. You see it. He didn't get a lot of opportunity last year because of the situation. But I think this year with the Lakers giving him $45 million, there's no more KCP. There's no more Caruso. So you know what that let me know? They believing in him. Mm-hmm. He's next up at that guard position. So I like it. Now, can Wayne Ellington give us 40% from three? Can Malink Monk give us 40% from three? Can Chris Dunn create offense for us like we need to come off the bench? I think they can. This is a brand new team, and it's a scary situation because you got to gel them together. But here's the one thing that the Lakers have this year that they didn't have last year. Time. Time. They're going to spend time together. You don't think LeBron James and them boys out there somewhere in Los Angeles in a, in a, in a uh, closed-down gym putting it in? Yes, sir. Do you think they had an opportunity last year? No, sir. Because you want to know why we want to chip. And then six weeks later, we was tipping off against the Mavericks on Christmas Day. Act like you know what time it was, but we're not here to talk about that. So all in all, I like my team. We'll break it down even further as we get closer to the NBA season. But I like the Lakers' moves. I see what they're going for. They re-signed Frankie V to an extension. I like that. They say LeBron likes Frankie V for defensive purposes. Hmm. And so I'm not mad at that. He's not an offensive guy. So how do you let me? And I know we we don't want to we want to get away from this yeah. and go somewhere else. How do you feel? Two things. I heard you say something about Melo being efficient and his consistency yep. off the bench. Yeah. Is that something we're going to finally have with him mm-hmm. over the past two years? Mm-hmm. And defensively, do you see this group being able to be as good as we were? When we were in the bubble. Sure. Defensively. Sure. I think they would be very good as a team defensively. Because mm-hmm. Trevor Reese would probably be the starters. That's why Melo probably come off the bench for defensive purposes. Mm-hmm. He's long and he can still defend. You've seen it last year. He can't score like he used to. But he but can he defend. Can defend. Mm-hmm. He is six foot nine, long body. He can very well take on the best perimeter player on the defensive on, on the other team's best perimeter player because of the length. He can still move. He's always been in great shape. I like the Ariza move. Is he older? Yes. But Ariza ain't never been injury prone. Mm-mm. He's been able to contribute. So, yeah, the, the question is, I, I, I do believe that. I do believe that. And I'm going to say this and we're going to move on. If we're healthy and we can stay healthy, and I know that's the case for every team in the league, but if we can stay healthy and we come to your building for anything, look out. <laughs> LeBron James already took the Twitter. He already sitting at the bells. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Like, I like I, it. I, I know, but I know we talked about LeBron. Here's why I chilling. like it. This is what he's saying. Not, not saying much. Quote unquote yeah. from the king, Raymond. Okay. Keep talking about my squad, our personal ages. 
the way he plays. He stays injured. We're past our time in this league, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do me one favor, please. And I mean, please keep that same narrative and energy when it all begins. That's all I ask. Thank you, crown. I like it, man. We're in a day and age where social media is what these guys have to get whatever's on their mind right away. I don't, I can't stand people who compare this day's NBA to old school NBA. You want to know why you can't? You want to know why Michael Jordan and Dr. J and, and Patrick Ewing and all of them couldn't get their thoughts out right away? Because there wasn't no Twitter. <laughs> it wasn't an Instagram. That's why they couldn't get it out. The only time you heard from them was when a microphone was in front of their face. Now, I wasn't a fan of LeBron James posting the whole uh, movie scene clip. Yeah, Gladiator. Yeah, after the Lakers. No, no, no. I'm not. You, we lost. Braun, we lost. We got to check that on the chain. We got to go back to the lab. I want cool with that. But I'm cool with this. Because to me, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. LeBron James, before he got injured last year, was doing what? MVP talk. Thank you. Yeah. So MVP now talk. all of a sudden, we in the ARP call. Okay, cool. LeBron said, keep that same energy. So I, I co-signed that with Raymond. I co-signed that. Okay. All Mello, right, man. Melo, the last thing. because I'm going to Melo, his cons- are we going to be able to get that consistent 18 and 20 for Melo in his role that's going to be on his team? Is that is that a piece that we didn't have consistently with players like Caldwell Pope? Of course. Uh, Caruso, Kuzma. Yeah. yeah. Having him, would you say that's a lock for 18-20 per game for Melo uh, going into the season? Of course. If he did what he did in Portland, he will do this in L.A. He will do this. Mm-hmm. Open shots, knock them down. Mid-range, in the paint, lock them down. The one thing I seen from Melo last year, but, but uh, outside of his first year in Portland, he got back in the post, back to the basket. Mm-hmm. They gave him the ball on the block, cleared out. They let him do his thing. Head fakes, hezzies. He was getting the ball off the glass, bank shots, nice, nice touch. Melo's a shooter. He's a scorer. Top 10 all time. Yeah. He's going to put the, bu- the ball in the bucket. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get opportunity to do that against opponents who have no business being on him. You're right. So I think he was going to, he's going to be afforded opportunity because Lord knows Kyle Kuzma in the block was atrocious. <laughs> Farewell to you, Kuzma, yeah. by the way. Farewell. And, then, and I really think that with him, the addition to him, however they use Melo, six man or starter, he's going to be that guy when LeBron and them sits down. Yep. And he's in, he's in there with the younger guys, as you say. Yeah. He's going to be the he's going to be the one that keeps it afloat. Veteran keeps, keeps these leads. Don't lose these leads. Veteran timely buckets. Timely buckets. So I think that's going to be key. That's signing Milo. That's a big key for them yep. because they need scoring. They need somebody who can take over a game. For sure. When LeBron and AD uh, and even Russ and, and and now it it gives having Russ and Milo it gives you well you're going to be able to always have uh, a top notch score on the floor. Somebody sure. who can run it. You know who's not going to you. are not going to have LeBron and AD sit down, and then you go in the scoring drops. You're yeah. not going to have that with Russ. You're not going to have that with AD, I mean, with uh, Carmelo Anthony. No, you're not. No, you're not. Um. So yeah, man. You know, you, y'all know we had to get off on Los Angeles real quick, man, to talk about them boys. <laughs> All right, moving along, man. We have some other critical moves. We're going to run down some of these. Uh, Chris Paul staying put mm-hmm. in Phoenix. Got him a nice That's contract big. to take him for, uh, to his 40 years of age. Um, he will be staying in Phoenix. Uh, Lonzo Ball and the Chicago Bulls. Let's stop right there. Lonzo Ball is now a Bull. DeMar DeRozan is now a Bull. Joining Zach Levine. They also have Vucevic out there from Orlando. Billy Donovan out there building a nice young team. Adding the headband, Caruso. Caruso, we love you, dog. We do, man. We're going to miss you, Caruso, We're going to miss man. you, bro. 
You got some fans right here on the sports. We're going to miss your headband. We're going to miss you, bro. Dang, but dang. my boy took his talent out there to Chicago, man. And he's a part of a very decent team. So, Black, real quick, what do you think about this Bulls team, what Billy Donovan and those guys are doing out there? You know, me and you were fans of Lonzo Ball. We felt like he improved a lot in his last couple of years in New Orleans, adding a veteran to DeMar DeRozan, giving uh, Zach Levine some help. How do you think the Bulls are looking going forward? D, I really like the Bulls. Yeah. I think they did some major things and yeah. being able to be being able to put pieces around Zach Levine and your guy from Orlando I always mess up his name Vucevic. Vucevic. You put some key pieces around him. You, they got more athletic, they got more big, and they bring more scoring in. So Billy and Billy Donovan is Billy Donovan is not a bad coach. He's going to be no, able to coach not. these guys up. He did good things in in OKC. In, in OKC. Yeah. Well, what he had in go. Well, well, I mean, what Russ was he? What KD there when he was there? No, KD was not KD. Okay. Well, he well, did. Well, yes, he was. KD was there for like first a year, year or two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he he he's a good coach, and I think he's going to be able to get <clears throat> bring these guys together and do some good things, man. I'm excited for uh, Lonzo Ball, man. Me too. I think this is going to be. I I think he breaks out this year. I D. do too. I do I too. I believe he I breaks too. out. You, I think I do too. I don't know what what. Ashland, we may want to put him at maybe all star. He becomes an all star this year. I can see that happening for him this year. He could you know he could be one of the top five point guards in the league maybe this year all around. You know, so yeah. I'm excited to see uh, how he, how he him and Levine are going to fit in, man. Because Zach Levine is only getting better and better. He literally said it to himself offensively. I know what I could do, but he wanted to play in the Olympics to get better defensively. So his game is only going to get better. And then you add a Alonzo, and then you add a energetic Caruso to that coming basically going to come off your bench and then you add timely shots timely buck buck is being made by DeMar DeRozan so like I'm, I'm excited uh for the Bulls man and this team that they assemble they're gonna do some big things next year D yes sir look out for the Chicago Bulls in the Eastern Conference all right let's go down to South Beach the Miami Heat revamped reloaded out of some major pieces, Kyle Lowry coming from Toronto signing uh, with the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler gets paid a buttload of cash to stay in Miami uh, for his uh, near future. <sighs> How do we feel about the Heat? How do we feel about the moves that they made, the addition of Kyle Lowry? How do we feel about the Miami Heat? You know how I feel about Kyle Lowry. And uh, your boy, who else went there? Uh, P.J. Tucker PJ signed Tucker, there as well. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of blown away with the P.J. Tucker, yeah, man. I, I, yeah. I, I think he should have. They chose Bobby fit, Portis, man. He fit well, man. And, they chose and, Bobby Portis. Walker, but they, they did choose uh, Bobby Portis. Yeah. But um, I love Kyle Lowry, man. He he did he, he gave his blood, sweat, and tears in Toronto, man. So him being in Miami with those group of guys, I like what they did. The, I just don't know about Jimmy Butler getting $184 million, man. I... Don't get me wrong, Jimmy Butler was all rolling the bubble. He was all rolling the bubble. We seen his talent defensively. He really showed us he could score the basketball in the bubble, but he kind of took a back step. I don't know if that had something to do with the short season, but they Maybe. paid Jimmy Butler superstar money, man, to stay in Miami. And um, the one thing about this team, and, and 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 oh yeah, they gave Duncan Robinson almost a hundred million dollars. Eighty million, baby. Nine, what what ninety something million dollars they gave eighty seven something like that yeah but like um I think the key to this thing D and we talked about this the key to this thing is probably going to be Bam out of Bayou if he can get back into form and and, and become something an all star type player has to in, inside the paint then this Miami team looks looks really good 
They they kept all their shooting. They still got Duncan. They still got Hero. Hopefully they can get back on track. From it being a shorter season, we, we don't know. We don't want to. Their season was just as short as the Lakers, Lakers was. Yep. So they got a good core signing, signing Lowry. They got him a point guard now. They got him a true point guard, a floor general. They got three of the most toughest players in the league. Yes, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, and P.J. Tucker. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Miami Heat Heat do. I'm not mad at what they what they did, D, but I think they they overplayed a overpaid big bucks for a few players. I think that he didn't have a choice but to give Jimmy Butler the money because they struck out on getting Giannis okay. to ask for a trade. I think they struck out on getting Kevin Durant, obviously, to come to Miami uh, last year. They just struck out on a lot of the biggest superstars. James Harden, they couldn't pull off the trade to get James Harden to Miami. Mm-hmm. I think they struck out. I think they've been sitting on this money, and there's no one available. Everybody's locked up. Anthony Davis, KD, he's he signed a uh, extension yesterday. It hasn't made it fish yet, but KD signed $184 million to stay in Brooklyn for his foreseeable future. Of course, Luka ain't going to work. What superstar is available? Yeah. No one. So I think they say, look, we got to lock down Jimmy Butler. We can't allow him to get here. Now, is Jimmy Butler worth a supermax as far as superstars go? I'm going to say no. But is Jimmy Butler value, his value worth that money? Yes. Okay. okay. Culture setting, leader. He's came out to Miami and he's really picked up the flag that Dwayne Wade had laid down and carrying the Miami Heat to being a respectable organization. Now, if you're in the Eastern Conference, you do not want to play the Miami Heat. You are not going to want to play them in the playoff series. That is something that you're just going to turn your stomach and you're going to lose sleep at night. Having to play them. This is the all-world black and blue squad mm. that you're going to have to go and play down there in South Beach, led by possibly the best coach in the league, Eric Spolstra. So the Miami Heat are going to be a tough customer, but I'm going to say this, man, and we're going to move on. <laughs> they not beating Brooklyn. They not going to beat Milwaukee. Could they get to the second round and give Brooklyn and Milwaukee all they can handle? Absolutely. But I'm going to tell y'all, like I told Black on the phone the other day, when it's late mm. and the game is tight and team ball goes away and it's mano y mano, superstar for superstar, is Giannis going out? Is, Gian, is uh, Jimmy Butler going to outplay Giannis? No. No. Is Jimmy Butler going to outplay Kevin Durant? No. Can he outplay everybody else in the East? Quite possibly, yeah. Quite possibly, yeah, he probably could. If it's if it's Trey Young and Jimmy Butler, hey, I might put some rough dollars on Jimmy Butler, man, because he might put a body on that boy. Mm-hmm. Bam out of Bayou, can he can he get to an All Star level? Being out there playing for Team USA, get some experience, knowing what it's like to win something, can he take that energy and bring it back and come take a step up? Because he needs to take a step up. Yeah, we know Bam got talent, we've seen it, but can he take that next step? to be reliable every single night on both ends of the floor. Bam out of bye, you got to be the defensive player of the year this year for the Miami Heat. Mm. Tough team. You're not going to want to play them, but I'm not quite sure that they have enough to be the defending champions or beat the Brooklyn Nets. And that will be remains to be seen. But I do think the pickups was good for Kyle Lowry, for them. They needed it. No disrespect to Jordan Gro- Gordon Gro- Jordan Gro- Gordon Dragic. Gordon Dragic. Kyle Lowry's going to make a difference for that team. I just don't know if it's enough. All right, Black, let's go ahead and keep it moving. 
Um, Zach Collins, Zach John Collins, excuse me, agrees to stay with to the with the Atlanta Hawks. Five years, one hundred twenty five million dollars. Good pickup uh, to keep that core together in Atlanta. Kimba Walker, Kimba Walker will be joining the New York Knicks. Uh, Julius Randle got a contract extension as well to stay in New York. He said he loves it there. He said he loves the Knicks organization. I think Kimba is a nice pickup. For the Knicks, I just hope Kimba stay can stay yeah. healthy and return to form. Kimba can still get you 20 a game if he can just stay healthy. I think him being home in New York, being back, you know, where he had all those Big East championship moments in Madison Square Garden, I think that's going to give Kimba some life. I'm glad he was able to get away from OKC, and he ended up back home in New York. I think that gives him a nice piece, adding Ed and Fournier as well. Yeah. yeah. I think they I, – I really believe New York added some nice pieces. Would it – would it be enough to get them over the hump against the uh, Atlanta Hawks? I don't know, D. I, I think I think it'd be better. A better I series. think it'd be better series because I, I I I if 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 Kimba can stay healthy, we know what type of scorer he can be. We know what type of scorer he can be, and then you have the scoring of Evan Fournier, who can who can score the basketball as well. They added. They, they getting Evan Fournier. They added shooting. They adding some some consistent shooting to the New York Knicks. What they was atrocious in. They couldn't shoot the basketball. D. They could not. Atlanta literally, Atlanta literally bombed shot them from three. Yeah. Shot them out the three. Yeah. They couldn't do it. They could not. And adding Fournier and then getting Kimball Walker if he can stay healthy. Them two key pieces for the New York Knicks that could potentially, you know, when they if they meet her Atlanta Hawks uh, team like that. Could they get to the second round and, and you know and move on? Keeping Derrick Rose as well. They gave Derrick yeah. Rose somebody forty five million dollars, yeah. man. Three years, forty five million. I'm Shout happy for Derrick Rose, Me too, man. man. Me too. Yeah, Me I'm too. happy for him. He Me he too. he went from a guy signing one year deals here, Everywhere. one year deal here, Everywhere. and then found a home in New York home. Yeah. And they paid this man. He deserved his forty-five million. He put in the work, man. He deserved his love forty-five million. It. Love Derrick Rose's story. This man was the MVP of the league. Top five player in this league, man. And injuries derail him out of the league. But he did not quit. He did not give up. I'm happy for Derrick Rose. You root for players to win. You root for players to do well and eventually one day win championships. Derrick Rose is on that list. Mm -hmm. I hope one day that this man can walk out a champion in this league. Because I just just love his story. It's just just good to see. Never give up. He'll have an amazing 30 for 30. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Bruh. I hope they get that going for real, for real. Just really happy for Derrick Rose. All right, let's talk about some extensions uh, that got took that took place. Lord have mercy, Wardell. Can your boy hold a dollar? Wardell, Stephen Curry, can your boy hold a dollar? Steph Curry is the first ever player in NBA history to sign for multiple two hundred million dollar contracts. It makes sense. Golden State could never be without Steph Curry. We heard the rumblings of him and LeBron being a little buddy-buddy and the Lakers possibly having a chance of him if he got the free agency. The Warriors said, eh-eh, 200, stay home. 200, stay home, Steph Curry. $207 million mm-hmm. to stay with the Golden State Warriors for the foreseeable future. Another extension that took place today, Luka Doncic was offered $207 million from mm. the Dallas Mavericks on a five-year deal. Luka's expected to sign that contract tomorrow morning as he makes his way back to the States. Luka Doncic getting a Supermax. Trey Young getting a Supermax deal up to $203 million from the Atlanta Hawks to keep that court together. Great deal. You gotta sign him. Don't let this man possibly get to thinking about leaving Atlanta. 
Great deal by the Hawks to keep Trey Young there. As I said before, Kevin Durant is expected to sign an extension on tomorrow when he gets back to the States. A four-year, $184 million extension with the Brooklyn Nets. A lot of money being thrown around. Man, Black talked about this free agency being... A key piece free agency. Mm-hmm. Not so much superstars moving around. As you can see, superstars are re-signing and staying where they are. And for the foreseeable future, you might not have a superstar moving nowhere. You might. I mean, they locked down. They locked down. locked down. So you got a lot of key pieces on the rise. All right, man. So last but not least, let's talk about your mans, man. Let's talk. Oh, you got something for that? One thing before you go there. Go ahead, go ahead. Because I don't want to mess it up. Yes, sir. New Orleans Pelicans, cure yourself. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kill yourself. D, we are literally going to see a superstar talent in the making. Like, oh man, I forgot his name. Zion. Like Zion Williams leave the organization that drafted him without re-signing. He is leaving. D, did you hear one thing about the New Orleans Pelicans in the free agency? Zero. Zero. I heard one thing, D. What'd you hear? They signed little point guard from uh from Charlotte Graham. I can't Devon Graham. Okay. <laughs> Dumpster listen fire. Listen to me. Listen to me. Zion Williams will not no. be in New Orleans. He will not. In, in the two years. future. In two years. In the next two after this deal is up, because it's four years, yeah, right? Four year deal. And he's going into his what, second year? Yeah. Third year. He's going into his third it's year. His third season. He's going to Zion Williams will either be a New York Knicks yep. or Atlanta Hawks. Yep. He will not be in New Orleans. Yep. New Orleans, you have dropped the ball. You dropped the ball with AD. Yes, you did. And now you are dropping the ball with Zion. Yes, you did. How don't you get this talent some help in New Orleans? Just let you just let uh Zoe leave. You just let Zoe leave. That night they had a nice little core that they could have built on. But you let Zoe leave. J.J. Reddit, J.J. Reddit threw him under the bus and said they the most dishonest organization he's ever worked for. Dan, say uh, Griffin, the general manager, is a liar. Cure yourself, Dan Griffin. Whatever the hell your name is. You have literally left Cleveland and turned the New Orleans Pelicans into a, 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 a dumpster fire, fire. Dump, a dump fire. A dumpster fire. A dumpster fire. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is. It is. It is. For the betterment of the league, they need to move the New Orleans Pelicans to Seattle. I truly believe you will not see a superstar talent oh, in, in New Orleans ever again. Unless they draft the number one overall. And it look like and they it's no, and it's no, it is and, and you and you can't say, say he's gonna wind up being a superstar talent. That take years to develop. Yeah. A superstar talent. I agree. D, this this bothers me. Yeah. And I feel bad for Zion. I feel bad for, for Ingram. Yeah. He's got what And they Ingram in his prime. How you how you how you don't sign a key piece that was a, a key piece like Josh Hart, who who was viable for you last year, and he's still sitting out in free agency. <laughs> I'm not saying Josh Hart knows knows his role. He knows what he's supposed to Keep do. Peace. Why not resign him? Good shooter, good defender. He's familiar around Zion. He's familiar. All the familiar faces that's around Zion outside of Ingram are gone. Yeah. Where's JJ Reddick still on the market? Yeah. Yeah. D, I just want to say that before you sure, sure, go, sure, to, sure, go sure. where we're going. Yeah. Zion Williams will not be in a Facts. New Orleans compelling 
a New Orleans Pelican too much longer. Sure. He's either going to be a New York Nick, and that's my and that's my highest why I think he's going to end up. And I think Atlanta. the Atlanta Hawks have an outside chance of landing Zion. I'm with you, Black. Just a total abomination what Daniel Griffin has done uh, with the New Orleans Pelicans. They were set up to have a nice situation down there, and they don't have that no more. All right, moving along. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. You talking about, you talking about a man who has been crucified in the media. Stephen A. Kendrick Perkins. Lord, why I don't have that clip. Kendrick Perkins just laid this man to rest on TV. Kawhi Leonard opted out. The night before free agency with the Los Angeles Clippers, and it was widely reported that he was going to sign a one-on-one the very next morning. Coming off ACL surgery, Kawhi Leonard expected to miss at least half of this coming season, rehabbing and getting back right. She'll be available in the second half of the season. Kawhi Leonard did not do that. Word is Kawhi Leonard had the Los Angeles Clippers hanging around. He made it public, him and Uncle Dennis, shout out Uncle Dennis. That they were listening to other teams. Made it public that they was listening to other teams. Now, I said here and said the Dallas Mavericks could be in play. They could be in play. And word on the street is by Shams from Yahoo said, indeed, the Dallas Mavericks and Kawhi Leonard's camp engaged in conversation. But that's it was, it was a one-meeting thing. But he indeed did speak to the Dallas Mavericks according to Shams from Yahoo Sports. This man did not sign his one and one until Friday night. <laughs> now, do I have the biggest problem with how Kawhi moves? No, you your own man. Get your bread how you get it. But the beating that he is taking in the media is not good. How is Kawhi being looked at in the Clippers locker room? How is Kawhi being looked at? How was he being seen around? Kawhi Leonard is now a villain. He is looked at like a black spot in the league because how he handles his business. Now, I personally, I honestly, bro, I don't have a problem with Kawhi doing what he doing, but I do have a problem with how Stephen A. and Kendrick Perkins and people around the league are vilifying this man. I'm not cool with that. Y'all time is y'all time. Kawhi Leonard took the time to opt out. He got the right to move how he moved. And you got Big Perk, who I love, and Stephen A., who's well respected. Stephen A. said he can't be trusted. Wow. Mm. Big Perk, you are selfish. Yo, 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 chill. Kawhi's earned this right to take his time on his future. That's why he opted out. That's why he opted out. So, Black, how do you feel about Kawhi Leonard, how he how he goes about his business, versus how he's being just vilified in the media? And by the way, again, Kawhi Leonard is the reason why y'all didn't get special edition, so I will say that. <laughs> Me and Black were ready to go, but Kawhi Leonard is the reason why you didn't get a sport uh, a sports set special edition on free agency. Go ahead, Black. Um... Man, the man can move how he want to move, D, honestly. Like, the way he getting crucified, 
they put Kawhi on this pedestal, man, as one of these top superstars in the league. They did. And they don't think he moved like a LeBron James move, a KD move. Right. You know, these guys get stuff, they get business taken care of right away and right. locked in. Kawhi don't move like that. Kawhi, I guess, you know, his team, they weigh every option, look at everything before they go and do, before they make a decision on what Kawhi's going to do. But that's his right, man. That's his right. But um, the one thing, the, the, the one thing that I can that I can say is, man, whatever whatever it is that the Clippers the Clippers do do, if this is a is it going to be a one and one? Did they even come out and say they? Yeah, just well, said, if, if, they just said he resigned. I never heard numbers. Yeah, one and one. You know, so um, if it's going to be a one and one, like what are you going to get out of Kawhi returning from his ACL injury? Are you going to sign him to uh uh resign him to a supermax of two thirty five over over four years, depending <laughs> on what you get from him after the. After the you, four you, years, you're gonna get a season. Steve, Steve, Stephen A. even said he was like, I don't know if the Clippers should be invested that long term in Kawhi because you never he's Kawhi's injury has been in, injury prone his almost his whole career in San Antonio is when it started and it's continued after that. So um, I'm 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 not with the I'm not with the bashing him in the media D because he's his own man. He can move how he want to move. That's what he has a team for, and they make the decisions how they want to make it. But um, I think they've been a little harsh on Kawhi, man. Um, we've seen this before. He he took time to to, to sign when it was time to sign for him when, when he signed with the Clippers. We got that at twelve midnight, almost one o'clock in the morning, and announced that he was going to the Clippers. It's it's crazy, man. How uh, Perk and and Stephen they've been bashing the man in the media. It's crazy, man. It's, it, it it is crazy, but you know. It's just some concerns there with Kawhi that I would long term would 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 concern me, but I want to see how he recovers from this ACL injury. Only going only only going to be playing one half of the season. And what does this put the Clippers at in the first half of the season? Will they do enough? Yeah. Without Kawhi to yeah. to get to the point where Kawhi can come back and yeah. they could they could make some noise Great in question. the playoffs. So Great question. What, what would it be like? Because we. When you win the playoffs, bro, you're already gelling and you got a chemistry. It's it they it 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 was fine with when Kawhi left because all did Paul George did was picked up the reins and Reggie Jackson showed What's up. The conference finals, you know. But it's different. We going into a, a new season, new new teams. It's going to look different. Will they be able to hold suit till Kawhi comes back? Great question. I don't know. Kawhi is only going to play half a year. So if he signs a one and one, he's going to play a half a year, depending on what they do in the playoffs, and then he's going to opt out again. And but, his, his Supermax is 235. And, and what Stephen A is saying is true. Are the Clippers in the position where they legitimately are in limbo or what to do with Kawhi Leonard? They're about to go into this new stadium in a couple of years that's being built, their new arena. So they're leaving the Staples Center, and Steve Ballmer is setting them up, which I think is a brilliant move uh, by Steve Ballmer, by the way. But his goal is to have Kawhi Leonard and PG be the faces of them going into that new building. And I got to think, if I'm Steve Ballmer, man, yo, like, what do we do? But then again, the Clippers are going to be held hostage. You want to know why? Because who's available? Nobody. Yeah. Who right. is, who's a draw? There's no one available. Trey Young locked up. Giannis locked up. Steph Curry locked up. Anthony Davis locked up. I mean, who's who can you get? You just can't walk into a new arena with Paul George. Can you get Dane? Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, he's the only one, though. 
Yeah. He's the only one that conversation could be took a place. He's the, he's it. He's it. But other than that, who can you get? You don't have many options there. So the Clippers are locked down probably, man. Yeah. But I know it's going to be a stressful process. Kawhi move how he want to move, man. And, I and that shows. If, they sign, if he signs that four-year, four or five-year, 235. Pull a guarantee. And they don't pan, pan out, man. Steve Bomber going to be kicking himself. Yeah. Lost because we don't know. Like, if, if Kawhi wasn't so injury-prone over his career, D, even when he was in Toronto, he played, you might as well say he played half the season, even though they won the title. He played 48 games. He played 48 games in Toronto. It's been this ever since he's left left San Antonio. He's been hurt every he, year. He played more this year because Ty Lue demanded that, uh, demanded that of him. Mm-hmm. So he did play more this year. But you're right. I mean, I just... In my opinion, the Clippers championship window is closed. You think it's closed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I don't even think the roster that they have constructed, even when Kawhi comes back, can win a title. Okay. They're going to be relevant. Not even resigning compete. Reggie no, Jackson. No, no. I don't think they can win a title. Nicholas Batum. No. Man. I think they're going to compete, and they're going to be something to be reckoned with. Of course, they probably finish top five in the West. Of course. But I think their chance to win a title with this group, that's done. Mm-hmm. I okay. really feel that way. Even when Kawhi comes back, like you said, they got to reintegrate him in the offense and defense. That's a task going into the playoffs. When you come back from an all-star game, there's only 30 games left. Yeah. So he got to get in game shape, got to get experience with his teammates again. He got It's a lot that has to be done there. And you mean to tell me you're going to go into the possible first round against the Utah Jazz? Mm. Who brought everybody back? Los Angeles Lakers, who could be healthy in a juggernaut? I just the Denver Nuggets, they're gonna get Jamal Murray. I mean, I don't it's I think the Los Angeles Clippers have the biggest question mark next to them coming into the season. Okay. Tyloo's a great coach. Top five in this league. Hell, might be even top three in this league head coach. Because what he brings to the table for his team. But you gotta have that guy. Mm-hmm. PG's ultra talented. And I personally I love PG. But he ain't what he ain't got what Kawhi got. Kawhi, cold killer assassin. He don't hear nothing. He don't see nothing. He don't feel nothing. He coming for your throat and he going home with it. That's Kawhi Leonard. PG ain't that. And you got to have a guy like that. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But it's just crazy. Just the vitriol. <laughs> it's crazy. It that this crazy. man took. All right, man. So like I said, this, this, this free agency, man. Moving piece free agency. A lot of superstars was locked down, uh, getting extensions, man. So, you know, we'll be talking more and more, of course. Now, we're wrapping up for football season. This is probably the last bit of basketball we'll probably talk about. We got summer league going on right now. Right now, me and Black are watching the Pistons and the Thunder. Kay Cunningham playing his first game in summer league, number one pick in this year's draft. So, we're dwindling down in the basketball, and we're ramping up for football um, uh, soon. All right. So, we're going to talk a, a little bit of the National Football League, and then we're going to get out of here. All right. We're going to get out of here. One second. Black. Let's talk about the National Football League for a second and talk about some of the things that's going on in the league. Hall of Fame class. Class 2020, Class 2021, Peyton Manning, Charles Wilson, Troy Polamalu, uh, Calvin Johnson, Adrian James, Adrian James um, Marvin Harrison. Marvin, I mean, just a 
who's who of talent that's going in. They had a 2020 class on Saturday night. The 2021 class is airing right now. Apparently, we missed a very uh, amazing Hall of Fame speech from Peyton Manning. I've been getting alerts from Bleach Report. Say Peyton was very emotional uh, in his speech, man. So I look forward to seeing that after we're doing recording. But uh, um, yeah, a who's who. Uh, this class is up there with the best. You know, you got Jared Allen uh, on this class as well. Um, just a lot of, lot of talent. I was able to see Edrian James's Hall of Fame speech uh, last night, and boy, was it John Lynch on this class as well. But boy, boy was Edrian James' speech great. I enjoyed hearing it. If y'all haven't heard it, go check it out on YouTube. I really loved it when he was talking about the perception of him. He had the gold teeth and the dreads. And Adrian Jane said, I was a product of my environment. Mm. That's who I was. That's who I am. That's my culture. But I was always depicted as being this type of guy when all I wanted to do was play ball and make money and, and be there for my family. He said he dealt with it throughout his whole career. He said he think it's ironic to see guys like Lamar Jackson who look just like him. He said half the guys in the league look just like him, slugged up with wicks. Mm. That look just like him, but the narratives has almost ceased. But when he was there, he was the only one of his kind. And you always wonder, man, Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, and Andrew James, that's a unique combination there. But they got it done. Got it done. One of the most winning franchises in league history. When those guys were all together on teams, they had the best winning percentage in the league. Adrian James, Marvin Harrison, and Peyton Manning. Them boys played together. Played together. And the last thing that he said, my man said, I came into the league with gold teeth, and I'm walking out with a gold jacket. Drop the mic, man. (laughs) I loved it, man. <laughs> I loved it, man. I really enjoyed his speech. And Adrian James is always Adrian James is a favorite of most people if you mm-hmm. love football. You know what I'm saying? But it was good to see him get his just due. Troy Palomalu as well, uh, getting his just due. He almost missed the ceremony because he caught COVID. But he passed his neck, he passed his test and was negative and was able to be there uh on yesterday and be able to get his speech. And I love the story he talked about with him and Hans Ward when he got to the league and uh they was on a one-on-one drill and uh Heinz Ward was talking trash to him when he was a rookie out of USC. And the first collision that they had, tackle for tackle, you know, he popped Heinz Ward. He popped him, laid Heinz Ward to the ground, man, and just kind of gave him that look, you know what I'm saying, that I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Okay, nothing much of being Heinz Ward, I'm here. So you enjoy hearing those stories about those guys. But all in all, Black, just real quick, man, just on these two classes of all these great players that we grew up on, Calvin Johnson, Peyton Manning, Charles Bro, we watch, these are the guys we watched as kids. They in the Hall of Fame. Just, you know, I know we've spoken it before, but talk about these guys, Black. Yeah, man. I Look, uh, we love college football here. And all the names you just named, man, like, in college football, man, they they were great. Edgen James, Charles Woodson, Heisman Trophy with and Peyton Manning at Tennessee. I mean, uh, who else? Troy Palomalu at USC. Like, just these names, man. We were able to see these guys in college and then see their careers as pros. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing to see them going into the Hall of Fame. Calvin Johnson at Georgia Tech when they ran a damn wing tee. And yep. he was the biggest thing out there yep. catching catching uh, footballs. And, man, just to see him, man, Calvin Johnson stay with one team, man, as great as he was, yep. you know, and stick it out and do some amazing things in Detroit. Never won a ring, but – you know, it was two years that where he led the league, 1,800 yards, 1,700 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. You know, Calvin Johnson uh, changed changed the game for wide receivers, man, being that big body uh, wide receiver, you know, tough, stout, you know, wide receiver. And he paved the way for a lot of receivers, a lot of receiver, wide receivers we see in the league now. And um, 
just Peyton Manning, man. I what can you say, D? Your your favorite all time. Yeah, all time. Your favorite all time, yep. and one of my favorites as well. Like Peyton Manning, man. Just I was. I told D I wasn't watching the. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't watching the Hall of Fame game. I was on NFL Network watching the highlights because they had a highlight package mm-hmm. of like a thirty minute highlight package of all of everyone getting enshrined. So I locked in on that man, and just to see Peyton man throughout the year, they went from each year that he was in the league. Each mm-hmm. year till he retired. And just to see him throughout the years, D, man, some of the amazing things he did with the Colts, man. It was just amazing to watch, man, how his team was down. How many times his team was down in the dirt mm-hmm. and he brung them down. They went. They showed a game when he was in Tampa. D, they was down 35 to 70. Monday Night Football in Tampa. And he brung these. He brung these boys back from the dirt, man. Got that dub. And got that dub. I'm like, oh, man, just moments like that. Him, his iconic moments coming back on Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't let it be. It's it's crazy to watch. It's crazy to watch it. They literally showed the audio of Bill Belichick saying, we got to go for it because we cannot give him the ball back. Ultimate respect. And then they end up going for it and not getting it. And Peyton... Peyton just was Peyton, man. Ultimate I, respect. I, you know, ultimate respect, man, for Peyton, man. And, like, and he uh, he changed the game, man. He changed uh, uh being a quarterback in the NFL. No, you said it right. He changed the game. And then my one of my favorites, man, in college and in the pros, Charles Woodson. Yep. Charles Woodson, man, was one of my favorite players in college football at Michigan, man. Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, one iconic, iconic moment me and D love from him is when – they was going to the Rose Bowl, him having a rose in his mouth. We'd never seen anything like that before. Swag. We thought that was the hardest thing ever. Swag. You know, so, <laughs> and then see him, his career in Oakland, and, you know, been coming up short in Oakland, and then getting to Green Bay and being able to get the job done and uh, get his ring, man. He, this man played safety and he played corner in the NFL. And uh, I'm happy that he's going in and getting his gold jacket, man. Great overall class, man. Uh, just a few that stand out with me and a lot of memories from those guys. Peyton man, I love you. <laughs> You're my favorite of all time. I went to war with you many times, man. Shout out to my guy Cedric Farr, man. Shout out to Tyrone Copper, man. We blood, sweat, and tears over Peyton Man versus Tom Brady. But um Peyton Manning. I'm mad I missed his speech, but we was recording, but I'm gonna go watch it, man. That my favorite player. My favorite quarterback. I love Vic. I love uh, McNabb, I just I love that running style quarterback, but it's something about a a, a guy who can uh, run the orchestra, my boy, dictate the symphony, and that was Peyton Manning. Come to the line, call out four plays, go berserk on the defense, tell players where they' supposed to be. I love the NFLs throw uh, videos and Peyton is you know calling four five plays, telling Stokely what to do, telling Harrison what to do, telling uh, uh, Reggie Wayne what to do. Turn around, talking to Adrian, telling him what to do, saying hut, pump fake down the field, touchdown. <laughs> I love it. Symphony. You don't yeah, see it. You don't yeah. see it like that anymore. He, coach was off. Tr- yeah. uh-uh. he was a true master uh, at the game of football, IQ-wise. His mind was different. He he processed information different. Paint was never the most physical, I mean, the most talented, the most athletic, never. But the IQ and knowing the game and studying the game and being able to pull off some of the all-time records and feats that we had ever seen in, in, in football were great. Just all-time, my favorite quarterback ever, Peyton Manning. And I enjoyed the battles with Brady. I enjoyed the comebacks. I enjoyed them all. 
I was glad Payne was able to get him another one. You know what I'm saying? Endeavor, even though he was on his last leg, he got two. First quarterback ever to win Super Bowls for two different teams. Mm-hmm. He was able to get it done. You know what I'm saying? But um, just happy. Just happy to see my guy go in. And, um, you know, it, it, it's going to be a treat to watch his feet. Charles Wilson, one of the greats, man. Second greatest corner of all time on the prime. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Second greatest corner of all time on the prime, but he deserves all the shine. Swag, revolutionary, athleticism, just a unique talent. You can't say that about a lot of players. A unique talent was what Charles Wilson was. Calvin Johnson, Megatron, hardest name I ever heard in my life. Megatron. The hardest name. Hardest name. And his impact was Detroit Palomalu. <laughs> the, the scenes of the flying hair, land the hat. Land the hat, the impact. Edrian Jane, just a great class, man, for 2020 and 2021. Very, very happy to, for those guys. And congratulations. All right, man, we're going to come out of there and talk about a little bit in the Jaguars camp. Now, Black, while we was court, while we were recording this show, CJ Henderson, man, it's been a topic that a lot of Jaguar fans have been having. And indeed, Urban Meyer basically said it today that, you know, this brother here basically is, uh, ain't nothing to talk about. And he is uh, on the trade market. CJ Henderson is officially available for trade. That is disheartening. Um, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I know we'll get more info, but Urban Meyer was asked about C.J. Henderson today. And basically, Urban Meyer said there's nothing to talk about. I don't have any information on him about C.J. Henderson. So there's something there that's going on. Hopefully, we learn more. But the Jacksonville Jaguars via Bleacher Report are reporting that C.J. Henderson and the Jacksonville Jaguars are looking for a trade. Looking for a trade. So that's all the information we have. I don't really know how to react to it. I know one thing that it, I don't like it. Because C.J. Henderson, and I know what it is, C.J. Henderson was going to be pushed to that nickel spot, and he probably don't want to play nickel. I got a reaction to it. Go Okay, go ahead. Get him out of here. Okay. We don't need distractions, D. Okay. See. We don't need distractions, and that's what he's becoming. Yeah. We don't need, whatever you can get for him, get it. Urban Meyer and, and that staff, they've done a good job getting pieces in here. Getting pieces in here that know they role and want to be part of something great. Obviously, CJ does, doesn't want to be a part of something great. Mm. Or he has an attitude. He, and, and, and it was a lot going on about his him having attitude issues or whatever it was going on with him. At Florida, right? At Florida. And then now here with the Jaguars and him not being able to get his way. You under a new regime when you was here when you got drafted. Doug Monroe still was the ball head ball coach, yep. and you were able to do what you wanted to do freely. Yeah, but that's not happening now because we have a new culture, a new head coach. Yep. that's not going to stand for. When they told me the man was sitting in the back of the end zone, over my putting him in the back of the end zone to ride on the treadmill to sit on the bike and roll while the practice is going on, I said, "Oh yeah, it's time. He got to go." Yeah, he put you in the back of the end zone while your team was practicing. On the back bike, so you could watch them practice while you was on the bike. Yeah, it's time to go, D. It is time to go. I wanted I, it to work. I wanted it to work because I thought it would have been it would have been good for our secondary. I know CJ didn't have the best, you know, year rookie year in Jacksonville. He dealt with some injuries as well. But man, you can't deny that the kid has talent at a position. But obviously, there is some philosophy issues there between him, Urban Meyer, and and the coaching staff in Jacksonville. And like you said. At this point with this young team, we just don't need distractions. I hate that it didn't work, but you got to trade him. You got to get some value for him and be done with it. 
I got to believe the Jaguars and C.J. Henderson will find a trade in the next week or two. And am I thinking? I'm thinking. Is is he doing this so he could get out? Is that a? Is that what know. this is? Maybe. You know, I we've seen it before. Yeah, we've seen it before, and for it to be like this, you don't come back to you don't come back to practice Friday and practice and don't play in a scrimmage the next yeah. two days later on a Sunday. Yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, and like man, I, I and like you say, D, I'm, I I was one that was cool with them drafting CJ because I felt like CJ was going to be that corner. We were able to see him in Florida locked down one side and be able to do good things at Florida, and I thought that could uh, come to the he could also do that in the NFL, but. For some reason, it's just not working out with him and Urban Mind. We know what type of coach Urban Mind is. He's a no-nonsense guy. No nonsense. He's a no-nonsense coach, and he's not going to deal with it. And for Urban Mind to come out and with Mike's in his face and say that about CJ, you know that is that that is damaged, and they need to move on. They just need to get the best they can, whatever they can get, the best deal they can get for him, and let him go elsewhere and start somewhere else, man. It, 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 it sucks that it... It's only two years into his rookie deal that we look in the shop, C.J. Henderson, the ninth overall pick. Yeah, he's it, definitely going to be out it, of here. It sucks, man. He's definitely going to be out of here, but that's what's going on in Jaguars, Cam. In other news, say Trevor Lawrence put on the clinic today. Me and Placker recording on this Sunday. Say Trevor Lawrence put on a nice clinic today. Bunch of balls on a rope out there in practice. It was reported that Trevor had some, some yeah. rough practices, but it's to be expected. Number one pick. He's in the league. You got to believe Urban Meyer is making it hard as hell for him in practice when he's going against the defense. Of course. I mean, we got some nice talent on the defensive side of the ball, so that's to be expected. But today, report is that Trevor had an excellent practice, bunch of balls on the road, made some pretty impressive throws today. That's what you want to hear. You want your rookie talent to go through things in training camp. So when you get to the regular season and the season starts, they done been through some things. They recognize things. They see stuff. And you know, me and Black was talking earlier in the week, you know, uh, people, uh, a few people were alarmed and, you know, old Trevor's struggling. It's, it's nothing to be alarmed about. It's nothing to be alarmed. It's training camp. This is what you want your talent to go through. And uh, they say today Trevor Lawrence really turned the corner today and had a very good practice uh, uh, down here in the Bagel for the Jaguars. So that's good to hear. So, um, yeah, so we're going to wrap up the show, man. We just want to talk a little bit of the NFL. But last but not least, before we get out of here, Josh, got, Josh Allen got a billion dollars the other day. Two hundo plus million dollars to remain a Buffalo Bill. Extension on extension on extension. Josh Allen, if you hit us from your dogs, shoot us $55, $55 a piece, man, so we can get a couple meals or something, man. W- would you say well-deserved money? Absolutely. Or- well-deserved. And this is why I say that. You get paid for your talent, and you get paid for what you've done, and of course, of what you perceive to do. Buffalo is here. They're relevant. And the reason why is on the arm of Josh Allen. He is a big quarterback. Big on. They went to the AFC Championship game last year. They've been in the playoffs two out of the three years since he's been in the league. Pay him. Keep him. Building Buffalo. The quarterback position, we know the money is going up. It's going up. By God, Patrick Holmes already almost got a billion. (laughs) This is the way of the league. Pay him. Josh Allen is a very good quarterback. He is. Now, is he good enough to beat Patrick Mahomes right now? No. But he will be probably one day. He will be one day. Pay the man. Buffalo did. Smart move. Keep the city of Buffalo going. Keep the energy going. They got a very good head coach. Solid pieces around. 
They paid him. Congratulations, Josh Allen. Let your dog hold a dollar. <laughs> now, Black, before we get out of here, man, real quick, real quick. Josh Allen got his money. Pat Mahomes got his money. Reports are Baker Mayfield is uh uh could be in position to sign the extension before training camp is complete. Black Lamar Jackson ain't got no money. Former MVP. Two-time division winning the NFC, uh, AFC North. Lamar Jackson ain't been, we ain't been hearing nothing about Lamar. Josh Allen got his money. Pat Mahomes got his money. Josh Allen ain't no MVP. <laughs> Lamar is. Patrick Mahomes got a championship ring. MVP as well. Baker Mayfield just <laughs> went 11-5 last year. And got to the second round and almost beat the Chiefs in the playoff game. But he about to get his money. Black, what the hell going on in Baltimore? I don't know, man. Um, I was thinking about this, D, and I, I was like, man, like, when I seen uh, Josh Allen did, I was like, man, this kid got paid. Like, I'm like, so what Lamar money going to be like? And the only thing that I could think about, D, and I hate to say this, mm. and I hate to say it, mm. I'm looking at Lamar's representation. Mm. Lamar... Jackson has his mother as his agent. Mm. And I don't know. I don't know if that is being is becoming a conflict of interest with him getting a deal done. Because why don't you already resign a talent like Lamar Jackson in Baltimore? Who's won the MVP? Who's won? Who's finally got over the top and were able to win win a playoff game, and one of the most exciting players we've seen since Michael Vick. Uh, no, yeah, no doubt. Why doesn't he have his deal? So the one thing that I see, and 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 it's hard for me to believe that the Ravens. I believe the Ravens want to pay this man. Yeah. I truly believe that, D. I do. Yeah, of course. I think John, I think Jim Harbaugh, I think Jim, John, whichever one it is, Harbaugh. I think he loves Lamar and wants to see Lamar get paid. But I think it's something behind the scenes, D, that's going on. Really? When I heard that his mom is is his agent and who's the one at the table trying to get deals done, D, I I don't know if that's how that needs to be. I'm 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 not sure. Maybe it's something Lamar believe in his mother. I understand that. I'm I'm not putting no dirt on her name. I'm not Lamar. That's not what I'm doing here at the sports desk. But I feel as though he should have had his money before Josh Allen. I agree. And the things that he has done in this league to bring the excitement back to Baltimore, it's been amazing. But I just think, me personally, D, I don't think it's on Baltimore side. I think it's on Lamar's side. I think his mother or even him are trying to get the most money they can get and no disrespect to that, but they're not budging off what they want. And Baltimore is not cool with probably paying that outrageous money to Lamar like that. Cause they feel Baltimore still feels like Lamar has a lot of growth that he needs to come up with throwing the football. I mean, he yeah, that's, that's of, obvious. He still ha- they still have a lot of growth. For Lamar still has That's a lot obvious. of growing to do in this league. So my thing is, D, I could be wrong, but when I heard the rumors of her being the being the agent and the one sitting at the table with Baltimore, I feel like that could be a conflict of interest of why 
he hasn't gotten his money yet, D. Maybe. I don't know. I think the number that Lamar and his representation, and I didn't know his mother was his agent, so the number that they're going with is probably a number that Baltimore was not willing to pay. Mm-hmm. But maybe it was a blessing in disguise that Josh Allen got his money. And that number was over $200 million. Maybe that's what Lamar was asking for. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what, well, there ain't no maybe, because the market has to be reset by Josh Allen. Buffalo Bills reset the market. Mm-hmm. And that's what these quarterbacks are going to be getting. They're not going to be getting these $100 million deals no more. They're not. They getting big boy, big boy bank. Mm-hmm. That's what they getting. Josh Allen from 40, 41, 42, 42, 40, 40, 44. 44.5 mil this year. So that's what Lamar asking for. That's what he asking for. It got to be that. It got to be. They, it probably they, was already that. They said that it was 250 North of what he was asking for. Uh-huh. That's what they were saying before Josh Allen got his money. And, so and, I gotta be thinking that, and well, I can believe that. Yeah, me too. So He's I gotta won be an MVP think- in this league. Yeah. So I gotta be thinking, well, if it was two fifty north before Josh Allen, they better get ready to be signing the check then for two fifty north. If Josh Allen got two forty, he got two fifty eight. Excuse me, two fifty eight. So he better get that two fifty north. He ain't get, they ain't got no choice. They ain't got no choice. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that play out. Could you do do you see why I was coming? Could you see that being a, a kind of a scenario of why the deal I, hasn't it, gotten done it, yet it, over it, this over this over this long stretch of time? I mean, yeah, but it's for a positive for Lamar. Not in a negative way. No. So what you were saying, yeah, it was for the positive for what Lamar and his family are asking for mm-hmm. versus what Baltimore was willing to give. That's okay. what I took from what you were saying. Okay. For what they was willing to give, but now they ain't got no choice. Lamar Jackson, the MVP. The Baltimore Ravens have won two out of the three AFC North championships. They've been in the playoffs three straight years under Lamar Jackson. Of course, Lamar needs to improve on things. But look what he's done so far. Yeah. So they got to pay him. So we're going to be watching this. Go ahead. So he's going into his fourth year in his deal. Yeah. His rookie deal. Yeah. Do you... Do you believe they get this done? They have doing, to, man. Doing or before, it's before the be, season? It's got to be before week one. Okay. If Baker Mayfield gets his money. And resets the market again? He won't reset it. Baker won't you get think he'll get less than Yeah, he'll get less. Less than Josh? Because he's not accomplished like Josh. He's not accomplished like Lamar. He's not accomplished about Patrick Mahomes, okay. Deshaun Watson. Great he's year, not, though. Had a great year. I, yeah, yeah. But that's his only great year. Number one overall pick? Yeah, but that's his only great year. He don't have no accomplishments. He don't have no incentives. Okay. No MVP, no Pro Bowls. He don't have none of that. Josh Allen and them got Pro Bowls and all that. Mm-hmm. Baker ain't got that. Baker get 150, 160 north for sure. He gonna get paid. You but don't he, think he get two? No, I don't because he hasn't met any of the credentials. He's not an All Pro. Okay. Not a Pro Bowler. Haven't been in it. Finished top five in the MVP. That's why Josh Allen got the money he got. Mm-hmm. Pro Bowler, All Pro, MVP, top five, finishing the top five the last two years. Like that's why playoff wins, like division championship that they got this year, like. AFC champion. You know, got to the AFC title. You know what I'm saying? Like, beat Lamar. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, Baker ain't done that yet. But he going to get 150 North. Okay. And, you know, I think he deserved that Mm -hmm. for what he's doing. But they got to get this right. And I hope Baker don't get his money before Lamar. Because if he do, I just don't think that's good, man. I think if they they go into week one, I know it's crazy to say. We finna wrap up the sports this. If they let Lamar Jackson get to this market. That'd be catastrophic. They can't allow this. They got to get this done. They got to get this done, and we're going to see 
how it goes. So, all right, man, we're going to wrap up the sports desk. That's going to be the end of our show today. Again, one more time, man, love, energy, condolences to Bobby Bowden and his family. We'll be talking about the great legend for for forever, honestly. But in the days that come as everything unfold, man, just one more time, rest in peace to the legend, Bobby Bowden. All right, my name is Desiree L. Hicks, Jr., one half of your sportsologist. Thank you guys for listening once again. We appreciate all the retweets, the, all the plays. Uh, telling a friend to tell a friend about our show. We really, really, really appreciate it. A lot coming from the sports sense of football season. Come around the corner. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Desiree Hicks Jr. Look forward to talking to you guys. Yeah, and your man, Black, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at uh, Black ENL3. Man, y'all hit me up. One half of your sportsologists here at the Sports Desk. We appreciate all the love and support that we get from all our listeners and supporters. Y'all keep rocking with us, man. Man, major things coming football season. College football is coming back around. For sure, NFL for sure. NFL coming back around. We got preseason finna kick off for sure. in another week and a half. So Tomorrow exci- night. It's exci- exciting times coming, man, with football season cranking back up. So y'all rock. Y'all keep rocking with us. For sure. Shout out Papa Gary. Shout out Papa Shout Gary out for calling in, man. Love Great you, man. stories. Great stories from Papa Gary. Man, really, really enjoyed that. All right, y'all. Y'all take care. Please be safe out there. Y'all be hearing from us again very, very soon. Listening to the sports desk. Hey, this reduce lunch sports. Come on now. The sports desk.